All right, I'm Gabrielle Carteris. I'm president of SAG-AFTRA, and I'm on the Below the Belt show. And 90210? 90210, <laughs> there you go. Andrea Zuckerman. <laughs> The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. For another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the Mother Effing House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure. And my gosh, do we have a ton to talk about tonight? But let's go ahead and start by introducing this illustrious panel, if you will. Starting with that's right, she is the one and the only. Miss Morgan Fab, aka every Daenerys Targaryen, moniker, the Queen of Vandals, the Queen of the Umbert, the Breaker of Chains, the Mother of Dragons, and Miss LST, Miss Light Skin Talent in the house. <laughs> What's up, Morgan? Hi, so good to be here, and I'm channeling my inner Barbie. So I see that. that I see going. that. Will you be seeing Barbie this weekend, Your Grace? I'm seeing it on Friday. There you go. There you yep. go. There you go. I think I'm going to see it on Monday. I'm going to see Oppenheimer this weekend, mostly because I can use my SAG-AFTRA pass, which is the only good thing about SAG-AFTRA nowadays. Right. <laughs> so I can use my SAG-AFTRA pass on Monday. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and also introduce, that's right, guys. He is cosplayer extraordinaire. Production man extraordinaire, filmmaker, podcaster, the list goes on and on, Mr. Hardcore Bloodshot, Jesse Fresco. Welcome back to BTB. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Been busy. Very busy. <laughs> busy is good, especially in today's today's era, man. Oh, my gosh. And we mm -hmm. do have another co-host joining us, and we will announce him when he joins. But... um. Oh uh, man, it's just I, I just want to I want to start about the the strike. Um, yeah. The second strike, if we could. Usually we save that towards the middle or the end of the show, but I'd like to start with it first because it's so it just impacts every yeah. everything in the entertainment world. Actors, mm -hmm. writers, crew, yeah. even directors. You know, it affects everybody and it affects the audiences too. You know? Although the so, DGA did cut a deal, wasn't a good deal, but they did cut a deal. Whereas the WGA so, and SAG, they put very reasonable uh, requests into their uh, into what they wanted, and uh, the studios basically just, told them to fuck off. Wow. So D so DGA got a deal. WGA SAG after we still need a better deal. 
But this is the first time that there is a dual strike with both the Writers Guild, WGA, and SAG. First time since the 60s. This has not happened in over 50 years. Yep. Uh, It's um, uh, 63 years to be exact. Yeah. I I had my union meeting uh, with IATSE on Sunday. And uh, what uh, our union leader said is this is probably going to last into the fall. Yeah, and I want to get into a specific quote by one studio executive that got a lot of people heated. I, I know which I one you know, you're gonna, you know yeah. what I'm alluding to. Yeah, but uh, I guess I, I'm representing Sack yeah. An unnamed I, executive. We don't know who. <laughs> I got that on my notes, but I was going to get to it in a minute. But yes, as a member of Sag aftra yes. Um, before I just kind of read what I have here, it definitely affects us because of uh, we really need a new contract. Um, yeah. because the the residuals for streaming platforms are really low. They're pennies. And, if you and get them. If, if you, you get, get them. Any, yeah, I mean, if like Sean Gunn them. came out and said, he doesn't get residuals from Gilmore Girls for, to be on Netflix. He doesn't get anything. There you go. He was There's on that show. For, he was on that show since the first season. That show ran, like, what, six seasons? Seven seasons? Yep, and, and if you get them, you, you know, they're very minimal. Yeah. And the streamers, with I think Netflix is the only one that that, that shares their um their hours viewed, but most of the streaming pa- platforms withhold their viewership. So, you know, yeah. Netflix is the only one that, that reveals it. I don't know why Netflix does. Uh, the, yeah, the but, only one streamer revealed their numbers, and it was HBO Max before they changed their name, and it was revealed the numbers weren't very good. <laughs> so so now they're hiding their numbers, too. Now they hide their numbers. That way they can say, oh, no, we didn't have enough viewership for this show, so we can't give you any money. It's like, it's, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all lies. So who R- gets, the, yeah. Sorry, where's no. all the money? Like, who gets all the money? Executives, people at the top. Like, it, like. It goes to David Zasloff. It goes to uh, Bob Iger. It goes to all the people. Okay. It, goes, it goes to them. It, it, like, yes, and Bob not the Iger. writers and not the actors. Yeah, Bob Iger from his you know million dollar mansion yeah. in the middle of nowhere, claiming that the writers' demands are too extreme or they're not realistic. Yeah, shut up. Right. He's not no. realistic. They have the money. They just don't want to pay. They're not even hiding the fact that they just don't care. Like just uh, uh, today, uh, there was a photo that got released um, where the picket lines ha- happen outside of, uh, I think it's Paramount. And the executives had, uh, what are those people called? Uh, what, people that uh, trim tree branches. What are they named? What are they called? Landscapers. Landscapers. Uh, they had landscapers go out and cut off all the branches of the trees that provided shade for all of the uh, people doing the picket lines, so that way people would be dis, wow. uh, they would uh, dissuade from going out during right, the, the hot summer days to do the pickets. Unreal. Yeah, and that's definitely like they just needed. don't care. They just don't care anymore. Picketing needs. Uh, yeah, we, we have to get the voices yeah. heard, and of course. I'll just go over really quick that as a SAG-AFTRA actor, a lot of uh, the actors and every actor that's a household name is a member of SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. And because of the strike, SAG-AFTRA is limiting all work in film and television. Basically, you cannot work in in film and television with some very, very few exceptions. You also can't promote. You can't promote anything. Like all the people that just at the Oppenheimer premiere, all the actors, the moment they heard the strike happens, they got in their cars and left. That's right. That's stay. right. The only one that stayed was oh, Chris Nolan's. Yep. And that he's a director, so he's not impacted. Yeah. By it. Yes. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to oh, be there for the movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, 
um, there are some some things that we can do, like uh, commercials, because they don't have um, WGA writers. Um, uh, some audio work, uh, audio book, um, industrials or corporate educational videos, and some low-budget projects, which yeah. includes the SAC micro-budget. Now, if it's an ultra-low, moderate-low, low, that still falls under um, that um, SAG agreement, um, the, 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 July, the one that expired on July 30th, so we cannot even work on those low-budget films. It has to be a micro-budget film. Yeah. So it's very, very specific for all these rules. Um, you might yeah. see a lot of big-name Marvel people showing up in, like, hundred thousand dollar movies <laughs> hey as a filmmaker jesse you might have to who knows maybe you, you might have to capitalize on that but yes no people uh, got Sag bills after. to pay <laughs> that's the right. thing people have bills to pay and this thing and you know i, I recently worked as an act as a sag actra sag after member uh accepted a print job for a medical brochure company playing dr soto <laughs> and um Print is another thing that actors can do because it, it doesn't fall under that contract. Yeah. But um, other than that, man, yeah, there's no film and television work um, for the actors. We're not allowed to work on it. And most productions have stopped. Yeah. Completely stopped. So it's going to um, be very so weird. It's going to be just like COVID because a lot of movies are going to see like the first half is going to look one way. And then once the strike ends, the second half is going to look a totally yeah. different way. <laughs> the, the continuity issues uh oh be, man it's gonna be bad yeah that's yeah. It's just gonna be it's it's gonna be a mess it's gonna be very very difficult and of course um not only is the is there an issue of streaming residuals but there's also the issue of ai yes yeah. um because there was a proposal that a background actor could be could be scanned that paid a day's rate but they could use their likeness that was so sleazy. That was so yeah, sleazy. As, as long as we own your appearance for all time. It, technically, that has always happened. Like when an actor becomes like a big name, they like their appearance is owned by the studio. Like no yeah. matter what, Henry Cavill is always going to be Superman now. Like it right. just they can use his appearance wherever. Like and I just watched The Flash today, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Yeah, he's in The Flash. Kind of, <laughs> sort of. They right. use his appearance, but he didn't film anything for the movie. They CGI'd him in the movie, and it looks terrible. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like they, these actors, they do still sign away their appearances. But we're talking about like background people that make barely yes. any money, and they get to they have to sell away their likeness for a day's pay that wouldn't even cover your rent in Los Angeles. No. To to studios that would just use it over and over and over again for their own purposes. Yeah, and who knows what they're gonna do? They could superimpose your face right. onto somebody else. You know. Yeah, could, like deep faking is is a easy fake, to do now. You can mm -hmm. they easily can do you, it. They could put you in a provocative scene. They could put you yeah. uh, if the actors don't want to be nude. They could put your face on. Uh, you know, they could do all kinds of crazy shit. And that's yeah, been I mean, a weird that, thing that's been happening recently. There's like uh, AI generated porn. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. Just poor. Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. thing. Actors are getting their faces like digitally put onto other actresses, other actresses and it's really weird. So we have to have some protection against that for sure. Yeah. And just joining us uh, um, tonight, uh, folks, is the one and only. That's right. He's the Persian prince of pop culture. And we're, we're a little heated, so we could use a man with a calming presence. <laughs> are, are you heated? 
we're heated because we're talking about the strike and and oh, yeah. myself as, a, as an actor jesse as a crew member and and morgan morgan is uh, does acting as well and she does dancing and she does a lot of stuff it affects all of us involved in the entertainment industry and mm-hmm. um i, I want to get to this um the studio executive who was not revealed right it's always it's always some unnamed executive which exactly. is like yeah, let's let me just make this clear right now. The the report you're gonna pull from is Deadline. That's the one you're gonna quote. That's Deadline right. is owned by Penske Media. They have they own like five separate chains of media. So when they say okay. like an unnamed executive, that's bad journalism because if you can't cite your source, mm-hmm. you shouldn't use it. Like imagine if you wrote a report for a scientific article and you didn't claim your sources. Could you still accept that as scientifically accurate? Yeah, well, let's hear the quote. This is uh, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, this is from Deadline. It's an anonymous studio executive said the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses. Yeah, with another insider calling the strategy a cruel but necessary evil. What? You see this? Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. Fuck you. Well, you should fuck do- you. You know who said it right? Ron fucking Perlman. Dude, yep. he is an There's invi- a lot of ways to lose your house. Yes, he said the motherfucker who said we're going to keep this thing going until people start losing their houses and their apartments. Listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it's financial. Some of it's karma. Some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that, and we know who said that. Well, he said he knows. And yeah. where he fucking lives. There's a <laughs> lot of ways to lose your house. You wish that on people. You wish that family starve while you're making 27 fucking million a year for creating nothing. Be careful, motherfucker. Be really careful because that's the kind of shit that stirs shit up. Peace out. Mm -hmm. That was Ron Perlman, guys. Yeah. Executives don't do anything. That's the thing. Like people don't realize that when it says executive producer in a movie, that's just like the guy at the head of the studio. They don't actually do anything. They run they run the, the money into the into the system to make sure that shit gets made. They don't actually have a creative input. Right. Well, they put some of the money in. Oh, hold on. Morgan and Zod. Yes. I said a question. Go ahead, Morgan, first. So, like, the executives put some of the money into it, but, like, the writers, the actors, that's the whole talent and, like, the creative vision, a.k.a. bringing the money into said project, correct? Yeah. Right. So the executives, like you said, they don't do anything. They're just their name is just on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Zod, you had something to say. Um, Well, I mean, you know, Jesse's uh, Jesse's been saying it just uh, about as eloquently as I could. I mean, the the strike is completely justified. I would think, uh, you know, the. What is that? There's that one data point that I mean, that that one point in the. in the proposed contract about how um, for background work, now they're just going to pay. Uh, the plan was to pay. Yep. Um, yeah, we just talked about this. They, yeah. they, they scan your likeness and they only they have it forever. Yeah. 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 Which is complete and utter bullshit. And yeah. um, which sucks because I think in the video <laughs> game world, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like actors will scan their likeness into a game and they only get paid a day rate, which is bullshit. It's like, you know, those actors should be paid, you know, consistently for whatever downloads they. But unfortunately, because it's a smaller industry, um, you can't there is no unionization there. Yeah. 
and they mm-hmm. need to revise like, that in the new contract for sure. No. Not um, that Keanu Reeves needs more money, but he did. He does deserve to get residuals for Cyberpunk. You know, I mean, right, right. problematic though that game may be, it did make money. Mm-hmm. So the, the big misconception we should clear up. And I up. think a lot of it is also a lot of it. Before you get into that, a lot of it all is also. Um, there's something kind of illusory about the fact that we have so many avenues of media and yeah. entertainment these days because, I mean, they're not making the money they used to. <laughs> like, nothing is making the money that it used to. And yeah, this has been a really bad year for film. I want to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And so... <clears throat> Like uh, the, I mean, at least the uh, the studios and the execs, they're kind of desperately like clinging and holding on for that like, uh, you know, that profit margin that they've, I guess they've been used to for like decades, and that's not there anymore. Yeah, and um, you know, they're going to have to understand that. That's why, you know, you can't have bloated budgets for. Um, for for shitty movies and shitty TV shows and still expect to do that. And you can't have, um, you have to compensate people the way that they're, they're deserved to be compensated for the amount of work. Exactly. If I could add to that, um, a lot of my non-industry friends think it's all about the rich actors, but it's not. There are so many actors like myself and even, you know, working actors that you, you don't, know their name at the top of your head, but you see them in multiple TV shows and see them in multiple films. It's those guys, those journeyman actors too. I mean, it's, it's not just the, the Leonardo DiCaprio's and, and, and the Brad's, you know, it's bigger. It's, name, it's, I don't think people understand how this works. Like bigger name actors, they're paid in a lump sum. They, their, their contract says that they're paid. Like right. if DiCaprio does a movie. He's paid. What is it? Like 15, 20 million a movie at this point. Something like that. Yeah. But but he also gets residuals on the back end. He gets a share of the profits. Like like you get five percent of the gross, whatever we make in profit. Exactly. So he's already paid in a lump sum. Most actors are paid uh, a day rate. They're paid a day rate or they're paid weekly. So you're not talking about like, you know, DiCaprio or anybody that's in the Marvel universe. You're talking about like average ordinary people, people that are like showing up on episodes of uh, CSI. Like that's that's who we're really talking about. People that can barely make their rents but are struggling to work their way up the ladder. That's Absolutely. who this is about. Like exactly. DiCaprio is going to be fine. It, like he could go do like commercials in Japan and make right. a ton of money and he'll be fine. Whereas yep. the average person is going to struggle to pay their rents because exactly. they don't have any work anymore. Well, here's an interesting thought experiment with that. Like, like, let's take someone who is like a pretty well-known actor, but I know doesn't really make that much. Like someone like Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo doesn't. Yeah, yeah he's. Well, he's uh, got like five businesses. <laughs> he's no, got, true. He has an out. He, he has what is it? Tequila. He has yeah. his tacos. He has his taco tacos. bar. Like he he, <laughs> does, he mainly does acting as like a, yeah. a hobby. At okay. This point. Okay. Well, he, that's fair enough. So yeah, well, but uh, yeah. Yep. And there's another um, point that we should make uh, is that some people are urging people to cancel their streaming services. And Don't movies. do not do that. Do not. Yeah, do that. that. I think that's absolute. That's basically going against what everyone's fighting for. 
Because here's for, the thing. I yeah. brought this up when we did our union meeting. I said, don't do that right now. Unless there is an active boycott going on because of streaming services. And granted, Peacock right. did just raise their rates because fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. By one yeah, dollar, yeah. But the reason not to do that is because it gives the impression to the studio that you either A, don't like their content, or B, their content wasn't desired. Like, right. for example, like... Star Trek Strange New Worlds is going on right now. Season two is being released episodically, weekly. If you cancel in the middle of that season, they're going to assume, oh, people don't like this show, so they'll cancel it. Granted, I think the show is fine. It's it's completely acceptable. It's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. If you cancel in the middle of the season while it's on that (laughs) service, they're going to think, oh, the show's not good. We're just going to axe it. Whenever you cancel a streaming service and they say, why are you canceling? Oh, I can't afford it. Uh, I prefer other content. Like, they don't look at that. They don't look at that. They don't care. (laughs) They just see the numbers of, this is who we brought in this month. This is who we lost this month. They only look at that. They don't look at the the responses to why you canceled. They just know that you canceled. So don't cancel right now. Until an active boycott happens, don't cancel. It's not an active boycott. And don't forget the actors that are still receiving residuals as low as they are as low as they are now. Yeah, they're still getting receiving, paid. They're still getting receiving, paid. They'll still they'll notice a, a dip in their um yeah. residuals. So it's like yeah, it's, do it's, not it's like basically, right now. basically going against what they're saying, you know. It's absolutely unbelievable. So yeah. Let's talk about some of the movies that were affected by the strike. So Deadpool three, as as excited we're, as we were to talk about it last week. Did you guys see with, that photo of the? You saw that. You sent that to me. The crashed uh, 20th Century yes, Fox logo was buried in the ground. Logo, <laughs> which is great because that that they're gonna explain uh, obviously how MCU took over the Fox. Uh, um, it's gonna be the, the most meta movie of, ever made. Yeah. It's mm. gonna be great. We saw Wolverine in the yellow costume. You know, it took 25 years to get to it. I did by that picture of um, Hugh Jackman in the yellow costume. I don't know. It it looked really dumb to me. (laughs) It did not look like it's any dumber than anything else in these movies. Yeah. Like it it just I'm just happy that they finally got to it. It's their last chance. Yeah. Well, if they were going to have Wolverine's costume, they should have just went with the brown one. But it's. God. Well, nonetheless, yeah. that that film has uh, stopped filming during the strike. Yeah. Here's another it. thing that's going to affect actors on retainer. Like Hugh Jackman has to stay in shape to keep playing Deadpool when the strike ends. Oh, yeah. So they have to keep paying him no matter what. <laughs> that's a good point. Wow. Like, yeah, you got all these big name actors now on retainer. Like, well, whenever the strike ends, we'll pay you a backlog of money. It's like, it's going to cost more in the long run. Just yeah. pay them what they're owed, and then this will stop. That they're, they're, It's like spending dollars to save pennies. It's like, come on, yeah. man. More movies include Beetlejuice 2, which just wrapped their UK portion, but it will affect the US They're shooting portion. in UK? Why? That I'm not sure. But they maybe just wrap it's, it's cheaper. Mm. Yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. Gladiator mm. 2. That that was halted. What was Whisters. it? Uh, Gladiator 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, starring uh, Paul Mescal. Yep. And directed by Ridley Scott, mm. which is uh, also includes uh, Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, and Connie Nielsen. Um. <clears throat> Twisters, which is the sequel for the 1996 Twister film. Is any of the original cast in that movie? 
<laughs> I know that obviously Bill Paxton is not there. May he rest in peace. Yeah, these are just kind of a short list, but Daisy Edgar Jones stars as the as the uh, the lead in that one. Is she the tornado? Is <laughs> <laughs> the tornado? It's as hot as a tornado. I'll tell you that. Um, Bad Boys Four, another one. Um, I thought Wicked. they canceled that. Fourth Bad one. Boys Four was the, they were just about to start production. Uh, it's actually no, they they were just a few weeks away from. Rapping principal photography. Huh. And, you know, I thought I guess they canceled that because of the Will Smith slap. They were like, we don't want to be associated with Will Smith right now. I think the uh, emancipation uh, was kind of like his you know, welcome back, soft welcome back, but we'll see how Bad Boys 4 goes. Um, Wicked Part 2. I didn't two, even see the third one. Sorry, Wicked Part 1, rather. I think there is going to be a Part 2. Um, and, of course, the next Top Gun. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? They're doing a third one? Sorry, the next Mission Impossible. I was about to say, they're all the same movie at this point. It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is Action Man now. That's right. Red Reckoning Part Two also affected by this strike. Isn't isn't um, it supposed to be like an AI that's the main enemy in that movie? Yes. Yes, AI is. These the movies main. get dumber. <laughs> isn't that wild? That's just how appropriate that the main villain of the movie is AI in the middle yeah. of a strike regarding AI. How appropriate. That's kind of cool, though. I don't know. It's, it's, it's appropriate, but it's also, you know, very um, apropos. I already uh, saw Eagle Eye. It wasn't thing. very good. Appropriate. <laughs> apropos and appropriate is a cinema. cinema. Um, um, uh, what's a better word? It's, it's very... Um, uh, serendipitous. Serendipitous, yes, uh, of today's, of what's going on today, exactly. Mm. Um, what else has been uh, uh, delayed? Um, so what else has been affected are the red carpets. So um, Haunted Mansion, which is the first um, premiere uh, without its cast, where all uh, all the you know cast was canceled. Jesse, you already mm. mentioned Oppenheimer. Um, you know, people walked out during um, last Thursday's premiere in London. Yep, every actor uh, left. That's right. The U.S. premiere of Oppenheimer um, in New York. Apparently, that was supposed to take place on Monday the 17th. Yesterday, rather. Yeah. Um, and apparently, they'll still screen the film, but none of the cast will be there. Um, Blue Beetle star Colomada Duena from Cobra Kai uh, said that he won't be able to promote the upcoming film due to the SAG after strike. That's uh, gonna be dropping August 18th. I always forget that that movie even exists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. That's typically the first DCU film, because um, James Gunn said that Cholo's version of Blue Beetle is gonna be carried over. So I think that's so nothing first... else is being carried over. Well, why does Aquaman 2 coming out after that? That's the thing. I would have flip flopped those films. I, well, apparently, like Aquaman no, I, 2 is a mess. And that's like people the final, walked out of test screenings. Like this, that's straight the final up just got up and left. Yeah, the final film of DCEU is Aquaman two. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have flip flopped them. Yeah, I would have put Aquaman two in August, and then you know, I watched the Flash the today, and I was like, wow, what a mess. <laughs> What a train wreck. Wow, you know, Zod and I enjoyed the film. Wait, you know, Zod, no, you weren't with me. I haven't Zod. I haven't seen it you, yet. No, you didn't see it, it. yeah. I, yeah. I really, it's not done. The, I guarantee that right now. It's not done. You know, the nod to Nicolas Cage's version of Superman was 
was yeah, great. I, I I will appreciate the fact that they got like you know Nick Cage is in there as as yeah. Superman. They got that in there, but part of me was like, hey, you spent all this money on CGI. Hey guys, spend the extra million and get these people on set for a day. Like, why <laughs> is Nick Cage CGI in that movie? Like, what what else was he doing? You're right. Well, Christopher Reeve, obviously, you have to do CGI. That was in bad taste. That, yeah. I don't Thought like the resurrecting of dead actors. Also, George Reeves shows up as Superman in that movie. George Reeves committed suicide because he could not escape being Superman. <laughs> so that true. He did. That, that's, wow. I'm wondering, they had to have gotten, anytime if they use a likeness of someone that's passed away, they always have Again, to Again, like I said, the studios own your likeness forever. You don't think that they had to still get permission yeah. from their estate? They no? got the permission from the estate, yes, but it doesn't like that. Just because, like, it, it's like asking my aunt and uncle, like, "Oh, can we use your your nephew's likeness?" And they would just say, "Yeah," because we're gonna get paid. Like, but they wouldn't care. Like, but yeah. I would care. <laughs> like George Reeves, yeah. if he was alive now, would probably be like, "No, don't do that, please." Yeah. Speaking of Nick Cage, he had to cancel his attendance at the Montreal's Fantasia Film Festival. So he will not be uh, joining uh, due to, you know, being in solidarity with the yeah. strike um, and even television. They had a red carpet premiere for the Baltimore shot series Lioness, Special Ops Lioness. Apparently they had oh, to cancel yeah. the red carpet for that. Again, and, uh, don't cancel Paramount Plus, because if you do, they're going to assume that you didn't like Lioness and that show's not going to come back for a second season. And we need we need um Yeah. Lioness back uh, in the DMV area. And another thing that's affected by a strike is that CBS announced its fall schedule. And because they don't have shows in production, they're actually going to be um, bringing um, Yellowstone. Yeah, to, I saw that. Yeah, they're going to be uh, and, and um, SEAL Disney, Team. Disney Plus is putting Ms. Marvel on ABC. And it's here's the problem, yeah. though. Did they work out with their actors what residuals are going to get for those contracts? Or do they just kind of say, ah, fuck it, we won't pay them? That's probably the latter of the two, right? Yeah. yeah. They're just going to not yeah. pay them. And what about... Got to put something on TV. Can't just keep showing reruns of Jeopardy. Yeah. Also, con, San Diego Comic-Con, which was the premier Comic-Con. Every every big tentpole movie. And, oh, and it's going to be a show ghost promoted. town. It's going to be a ghost town, all, man. No one's going to be there. It's going to be all about the comic books this year. It seems like all Which the creators. Which is kind of good are... because it's actually called Comic Con. People will show up for the actual shit that it's supposed to be for. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So yeah, I mean, a lot of the panels have been canceled. Yeah. Um, like uh, Abbott Elementary, Wheel of Time, The Boys spinoff, Gen Five. Um, Gen V. Gen V. Gen V. Thank you. Interview of the Vampire Season 2, That 70 Show's 25th Anniversary, Peacock's Twisted Metal, Amazon Freebie's Jury, du uh, jury Duty, all canceled. All canceled, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And, and I actually wanted to watch Twisted Metal, too. <laughs> I know, but now Peacock's up. Uh, now they're raising their rates. A buck more, man. What the hell, right? Not That's paying more. I pay for yeah. enough. Exactly, exactly. But keep keep your keep your streaming platforms because we need we need to show the the studios that the numbers are strong enough to, to if, air if, one. If you're own. gonna pay for anything, I would pay for things like Turner Classic Movies and Criterion Channel. Pay for the stuff where it's like because there is a we were talking about this on a po on a podcast recently where there is a bad movement away from physical media 
and a disillusion of um of uh classic film because like Steven Spielberg and P.T. Anderson had to step in and save Turner Classic Movies, yeah. which is it's film history. It's critical to film history. And they had they had to step in and say, hey, please don't get rid of this stuff. This is important. And the guy that's running Warner Bros. right now, David Zaslav, really doesn't give a shit about film at all. He's a bean counter. He makes money. He wants to make more money. He doesn't care. So if you're going to pay for anything, pay for Turner Classic Movies and play, pay for Criterion Channel. Like I just I have Criterion. I was watching um uh jackie chan movies recently i was watching police story 2 the other night and then my power went out because <laughs> i had a bad thunderstorm oh, wow. inside but i you know i finished it obviously okay. but yeah so pay for things like that because that's go. important that's important so i'm going to pivot to the movie stuff because we were going to be welcoming our uh we haven't had a celebrity call in, in, in a little bit in a minute and uh myself and general zod attended shore leave con this is a fan run con uh here in the dmv hunt valley maryland known for um, a very just fan-friendly encounters, you know? And Zod, you did some incredible interviews that weekend, which we're going to hear uh, in the next two shows coming up. But uh, we're going to present an actor that I really respect because he's a heck of a guy. And getting into that prosthetics for that show for three seasons in a row and entertaining the fans like myself. Uh, Peter yeah, make I gotta admit, since, yes. since Shore Leave, like I really got into the Orville. I'd never watched it before. It's so effing good, guys. I implore you to watch the I Orville. started watching it today. It seems like something I'd I'd enjoy. Yeah, yes. it's it's, it's a, classic it, Star Trek. It's classic it's, Star it's, Trek. It, that's pretty much what it is. Like it, it's interesting to see how it like evolves like as the episodes go on, how it starts <laughs> as something wait, totally different I, than what it winds wait, up becoming. Wait till you see season three because it completely takes um Doesn't Seth MacFarlane have a kid with that with a God, what is it? He has a kid with um what's the alien? What's her name? Fuck, what's her name? Oh uh Jesus. Um, well, Adrian Palicki, uh, the her the the actress that's yeah. you know her. Oh gosh, uh, Commander Kelly Grayson is actually yeah. um, Seth MacFarlane's ex-wife. So is that who you're referring to? But you said they, something about they, were they married in real life? I, and, really? No, 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 they weren't married in real yeah. life. They weren't married in real life. However, Adrian Palicki is now supposedly dating um, Seth Grimes. Seth MacFarlane, you mean? Seth MacFarlane. No, no, Scott, Scott, sorry, Scott Grimes. Oh, Scott Grimes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It's his Got fellow, it. his, her fellow uh, co-star in the film. But, yeah. Um, but yes, I com- we completely pivoted because I, I don't think I talked much about who's joining us tonight, but it's, uh, yeah. actor, it's uh, actor Peter Macon, uh, guys. He Again, he does all the prosthetics to become the, the Mocklin alien, mm-hmm. right? In Orville, yes, and the Mocklins kind of have a similarity to the to um the Klingons in Star Trek. However, the main difference is that they're um they're mostly gay, and yeah. they. No, yeah. <laughs> it is it is it is so interesting. Like they use those Mocklin episodes, and we can we can actually talk about that more when um we'll talk about that Mr. Macon's Mr. on. That's right. So um, I'm gonna just throw out some movie stuff for the kick, and and hopefully that we can get to Peter after that, but. Uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, the top of the box office, uh, fifty-six point two million for the weekend, <clears throat> eighty million for the five-day uh, five-day debut, um, and of course it 
apparently the the movie cost 300 um before marketing 300 million so oh, stop spending this kind of money on movies dude so yes. it does have a while it still, still does have a while to make um, a profit uh, everyone's wondering why why are these movies not making money anymore simple um inflation's really bad and the economy is tanking and the housing market's on the verge of collapse again that's it, it it's it's like if i have the choice between uh living or have a place to live i'm gonna have a place to live that's that's your choices you mean not living or have a place to live or not living and having a place that, that's it like <laughs> do i want to go and have fun or do i want to actually have a roof over right. my head that's right. that's my options exactly. it's like that's why everyone's not going to the movies and they're not spending tons of money on exorbitant films you yeah. know like Indiana Jones five came out and it tanked because people not only I mean that there was a variety of reasons why that didn't work, yeah. but um, that was the number yeah. four film Indiana Jones. Um, I'm or, not shocked but, that uh, failed. I'm not shocked. only twelve million over this weekend, um, but um, grossed one hundred and twenty five million domestically and three three hundred million worldwide. So that's not bad. So it made back its budget, but it hasn't made back its advertising. Yeah, advertising was quite a yeah, bit. Advertising is usually twice the budget. So it has to make yeah. 600 million just to break even. Then it can start making profit. Yep. And, and they still have another one to do. <laughs> another Stop. one we mean another one to do. That's yeah. it. That's all. That's it for Indiana Jones. Oh, I thought you were talking about a Mission Impossible. Oh, never mind. Oh, Mission Well, Mission Impossible, yes. Yeah. I was I was just talking about yeah. the number four film. Um the number two film is Sound of Freedom, which is the faith based oh. Faith-based political thriller. <laughs> Have you guys seen on TikTok where all those people are saying yes. like, "Oh, they're they're trying to stop us from watching the movie. Like all these yes. theaters are failing. Maybe you're just going to shitty theaters. Like yeah. it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. Like like the people that are the conspirators are like QAnon, who Jim Caviezel and the director are associated with. Yeah, they're associated with QAnon. Okay, so that 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 explains. Yeah, the you know, and, by the and, and the funny thing is, like, if you want to see a complete fantasy that's not based in any sort of reality, that's what QAnon-based news is. You don't even yeah. need to go see it in a theater. The whole movie, <laughs> the, the plot of the movie is complete fiction. Yeah, I thought it was real. based on a true story. Oh child trafficking right uh, it's it is based there is based on and then there is based on yeah <laughs> it is so distant from the actual event that occurred and he, he was not like going in there with a gun and like shooting people like that didn't happen none of that happened Interesting. it's like looking at argo and saying oh this is based on true events no no, none of that shit happened. <laughs> none of that shit happened. There was no chase down the airstrip. The Canadians were the ones that did most of the work. The main character was not white. He was Mexican. So why is Ben Affleck playing the lead character? Like th th that's right. what it but that's what I mean when they say it's based on a true story. This maybe at one point kinda sorta happened and we're gonna take it and run with it. That's it. Well yeah, well, for whatever reason it made the eighty three million plus. Uh, well, because total. it's so cheap. It was so cheap to make. Wasn't it only like $30 million budget? Uh, probably so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, of course it made profit. And that's what studios need to realize, that if you stop spending this kind of money, like $300 million on a movie, and start putting out mid-budget movies again, you generate more profit in the long run. But everyone's chasing that Marvel money right now. Exactly. And the third, fourth, and fifth film, we already mentioned the fourth is uh, Indiana Jones, but number three is Insidious, The Red Door. And number five 
is Disney and Pixar's Elemental. Um, <laughs> I, I saw a trailer for Elemental and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I still want to see it, but I heard it so was bad. Yeah. Uh, Why yeah. is it so bad? Have you seen a Pixar movie? Yeah. It's that. <laughs> it's you've seen it already. You can just watch okay. another one, <laughs> and you can just skip it. Jesse, that's not entirely fair. Pixar has made story. so many fantastic movies. Yeah. Like, you know, no, as recently, but it, it's, as, it's recently as Soul, Soul was outstanding. It's the most bland, eh. generic, like bullet point movie. Like, like the the movie that came out at the same time was Across the Spider Verse, which actually took risks and did something really amazing with his visual style. Oh, that came out at the same time. Like, one of these is not like the other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that quote, Amy Pascal came out where she was talking, where they were talking about the. Um, animators how they were overworked and they were quitting left and right and she was just kind of like well that's just how we do things here it's like well you earned your way to the top of the shit list didn't you amy pascal what you're saying uh, jesse about the um artificial intelligence uh in uh, mission impossible dead reckoning yes it's called the entity it's uh this ai <laughs> has the ability <laughs> to... i found a more generic name yeah, the ability to ma manipulate people, weapons, and various defense systems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, like you said, serendipitous because of uh, the um, the AI um, controversy in Hollywood right now. Um, so, yes, uh, that's what that, yeah. Uh, it's pretty interesting. There's also kind of uh, interesting mask reveals in, in Mission Impossible, where um, Tom Cruise's character of Ethan Hunt uses a mask to infiltrate a meeting between the CIA director, a play by Henry Sersny, and officials from various intelligence agencies about a rogue artificial intelligence system. Mm. Yeah. And... Um, but does you know, Tom Hale Cruise's character go rogue in this one? Does he go rogue? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> he goes rogue in all those movies. Right. <laughs> was it Fallout the one where he goes rogue in the first like 20 minutes and they resolve it after the first 20 minutes? They're just like, yeah, we just got to get this out of the way. <laughs> that, he always goes rogue. He, he has to. He has to, I guess. I mean, it wouldn't be Mission Impossible if he didn't go rogue, right? I think three is the only one where he didn't go rogue. He's just kind of doing his job. Right, right. I don't remember um, that and one. And of course, um, this weekend is all about Oppenheimer and Barbie. So they're calling it collectively Barbenheimer. And uh, apparently now 40,000 people have bought the double feature that AMC is offering. It they're was, offer, They're literally offering a, offering a double feature? Yeah, double feature. Wow. Um, yeah, for um, pre-sales of 40,000 tickets. Yeah. So um, I mean, they're going to yeah, Barbie is sold out. Yeah, they're going to have to like um, strategically um, schedule them because they're they're long films. Well, the Oppenheimer is going to be. Here. Yeah, that's going to be one um, a long film, but they're expecting Barbie to be the number one film next weekend. Oh, I mean, it's more for a wider audience. Of course, it's a for wider audience. I mean, yeah. I was trying to see it like on the day it like the pre-sales and it's like sold out at like every theater yeah near me wow every theater i mean like the the seats in the very front are left but like i'm not here 
<laughs> you don't want to. You, you should go see Oppen. Like go see Oppenheimer in uh, at the front row and just be yeah, there. No. The nuclear explosion <laughs> goes off. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You always want to be front row for a concert or a theater <laughs> performance, but you never want to be front row for a movie. No, like never. Yeah. So uh, we are going to welcome our our special guest of the evening. Oh. My gosh, we're excited to talk to him at. Surely, one of our favorite cons uh, that happens every year in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And, I missed it uh, this year. I had to work. I missed. I it. know you missed a good time, Jesse. But nonetheless, we are welcoming actor extraordinaire. Oh you, might know, <clears throat> yeah, you might know him as Bordis from our favorite show, The Orville, <laughs> on Hulu and on Disney Plus. If you didn't know, thank you, Zod, for telling me that it's also on Disney Plus, which I think yes. is pretty awesome. Well, because uh, it was it wasn't it was a Fox show, then it was on Hulu, and Hulu is owned by Disney, so now right. it's all been merged over to Disney Plus. Exactly. As it's always been a Disney show. That's <laughs> right. Let's welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Peter Macon. What up? What up? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear Very us? Cool. And see us? Okay. Cool. Peter, hey, it's good hey, to hey, have buddy. you, man. Yeah, I'm man. glad that you agreed to talk to us, and uh, <clears throat> you know, we were earlier subject was the the SAG after strike and. Uh, we know that um, you know many many celebrities and actors are not uh, promoting things right now due to some of the demands, but we're, we're happy to have you. We're yeah, thrilled. it's good to be here. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, are you allowed to talk about the Orville at this point due to I, due to SAG regulations? I mean, I, I don't really understand why I can't talk about it. Uh, I don't, I don't really get it. Um, I'm still trying to figure that stuff out, but I mean, it, mm. it's, it's not like it's a new show. It's not like it's um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that that'd be utterly ridiculous to not be able to talk about, you know, you know, previous work. I understand. Well, you can always talk about that. favorite recipes or something like that. We could, <laughs> we, could uh, we could do okay. that. But I, I personally would love to talk about Orville. We could talk about John Wick. I mean, because I got the post. <laughs> John Wick 4 was fucking awesome, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Is it trash? <laughs> no, it's great. It's one of the yeah. best ones. <laughs> okay. It's three hours of awesome. It's great. I'm like, when is a guy just going to drop dead? I mean, I, I don't right. know how much punishment okay. body that, Okay, there are things that happen in that movie that a human being could never survive. At the, yeah. after, after the second one, it's a video game character. He's got God mode and infinite ammo turned on. He Jesse, never reloads. Jesse, you oh, have it. seen movies before, right? <laughs> you say, oh, no, it's there a the, human he being. He jumps can never out of a building, like the fourth floor of a building, and lands on the edge of a car and puts a giant indent in the side nah. of the car and then just that's, gets up and walks away. Yeah, that's a splat is what that is. Yeah, so, like, a human being could <laughs> never survive that. And then he goes into another fight scene. So it's yeah. it's a video well, game, but yeah, I'm fine. Maybe we need so Maybe we need a Mocklin in that in that scenario. But, that uh, would make more sense. Uh, yes, yes. But, but, but Peter, I, I just I guess the the number one question I have is is when are we going to see a season four of the I Orville? Mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's you know I mean if you'd asked me two months ago I might have had some some amount of clarity but um you know I know they were talking about it you know like uh and you know they were wanting to set up a writer's room i think soon and you right. know once once the wh you know the wga went on strike it was like well who, who knows you know what i mean like it's just really it's really difficult to say i know i can't say that i know that um you know people want to do it 
you know, yes. go. and I know Seth wants to do it, you know, and um, there's a lot more story to be told. And like, since we are like on, I guess, I don't even know anymore. Um, I guess it would be Disney plus or who, I don't know. Um, it, it's not on a network uh, television anymore. So we're not squeezing um, into 40, what is it? 46 minutes. Yeah. Um, right. Commercials and stuff like that. So some of the episodes in season three are longer than the others. <clears throat> the writers had more, um, more freedom to not have to um, squeeze or cut story for commercial. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know, but I mean, now I, I have no idea now, you know what I mean? Because um, I mean, I felt, I felt, and I still feel optimistic, um, but it's just like, it's so bleak right now with um, relationships with the studios that. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you like um, that. Then that, that's, that's frustrating. <clears throat> But I know that, like you know, people I, I meet along the way um, really want more. So I've never heard anybody say, ah, enough is enough. <laughs> you know, like, it would, I mean, yeah. it's been fantastic, especially with season three, Peter. I mean, yeah. because you guys took a, a, a kind of a turn. Uh, the, you got, they got a little darker. The, the humor yeah. was present, but not as slapsticky. Yeah, I um, mean, the stakes, you know, I mean, I think that that's just the sort of the... um. The, chrono- the, chron- the chronology of the writing, um, the, like in the way that the stories, you know, like, um, you know, played out, um, you know, in the stakes, you know, like people die, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think that that's, I think oh, yeah. that's the thing that makes the show, you know, um, accessible um, and that it is sort of ordinary folks, you know, but you get into these stories of like people like Charlie, you know, like, um, and her whole story and how you know her essentially her lover was killed in the Kalon battle and like the fallout of that and like she's walking around with that 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 loss um and isaac's there you know so all of that's real and you can't ignore any of that so you, you, you set all this stuff up and um you know you have to deal with it so um yeah there wasn't a lot of yucks but um but you know there was some lovely moments and you know i i think that you know, the storyline with Claire and Isaac, um, it's pretty touching. And, and, you know, like there was just, I just think that we had room for drama, you know what I mean? And, and, and as I said, I've said this a million times, my, my clown professor, <clears throat> Chris Bays, who's an amazing clown, professional clown, dig that. Um, he said, without the possibility of tragedy, comedy cannot exist. So right. I think yes. that, you know, it's the whole adage of laughing to keep from crying and, you know, crying like I, I was in Budapest um, a while ago, <clears throat> and um, I've never. And maybe this has happened happens in other cultures, but like you know, like the, the Hungarians are nuts, and um, they, they do this thing where they laugh and cry at the same time. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of booze involved, but like, but I did. But there's this this sort of. I, I think that um, uh, uh, classical, like not classical, but like you know, like um uh music from like flamenco like there's a there's a there's a there's an essence that is called duende which is like you're filled with passion you know and um there's this sort of phenomenon that exists with flamenco uh music but like hungarians and like you know um sort of eastern european um gypsy music and just that whole their whole plight you know what i mean it's just such an interesting cultural phenomenon and, and it manifests itself in this in this 
you know, this exuberance where people were laughing and crying at the same time. And you're like, I'm so confused. I don't know how to react. But but there's something, you know, about that hybrid of of of, you know, comedy and drama um, that I think gets us through it all. Um, Me, me, certainly me, because I just can only be so angry so long you know what i mean and i'm just like this is just a human folly right people are just ridiculous um and if i get sort of in that mode i can i it helps me survive a little bit better um and not be so uh uptight right. is, your, is your character you know should let loose a, a while from time to time as bordis you know he, he's pretty uh pretty bordis serious from greek there's a there is certainly a lot of evidence like you know your character is used for like in for humorous intent quite often in the show and uh like i'm thinking of that episode like i i just recently over the past like two weeks like binged the show and i'm like like uh, a third of the way through the third season now and um yeah i mean like i think about like that episode where um where Bordis and uh, his husband uh, both start smoking. Like, that's a perfect example. Uh, <laughs> it's absurd. It's absolutely yeah. absurd. Um, I, but then, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the episode. I think in, I think in season two where Bordis gets addicted to porn. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's really funny, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, but, but. Like just- <laughs> But in the in the heart of that story is dysfunctionality with his mate and like, mm-hmm. you know, like the fallout from, you know, the decision making of their child. And, you know, he he says, you know, I was I've been a terrible mate and I retreated inside of myself, which I feel like, you know, like, I mean, I think that if you talk to anybody who has, you know, any kind of addiction or sort of hidden secret that they have from their mate, their spouse, their partner, whatever, it's rooted in, you know, like this very serious, dramatic thing. But let me tell you, that shit was ridiculous. <laughs> to have to, you know, so some of those, like the dungeon scene or like the scene where he's like in the doctor's office and just, you know, and I watched that episode uh, with my mom and um, I've never felt more 13. <laughs> the most uncomfortable watching so all time. Say a word. She sat behind me. I sat on the floor and I was and she was sitting in this chair behind me. And um I had forgot about all the shenanigans that ensued on that. And then there's no amount of preparing anybody for that. Um and we just watched the show in silence and it was wonderfully awkward. Um and one, you know, it was great. But um that yeah. kind of ridiculousness, like I think the 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 sort of formula of of the character is meant to be like they're almost childlike and naive um i mean he thinks that he's he thinks that he's a great singer and he's not um he thinks that he's a great jokester he's not um and that's i just think that he thinks very highly of himself because he's a very accomplished person or being right and um it's it's obviously a play on war from next generation I mean, I, I I guess, but I don't, but I don't, rem- I don't remember Worf being that ridiculous and like that funny and like that. Like, uh, first season, he does a lot of really dumb stuff. Like he's yeah. he like aims a phaser at the view screen, and Picard goes, "Are you really going to shoot the view screen, uh, uh, Lieutenant Worf?" It's like, yeah. has he never seen a view screen? He's on a starship. He should know how that works. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, that 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 to me, that's goofy. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I get it, but it's like, um, you know, you know, running around naked at nine thousand feet above sea level. Um, yeah, you know, that was fun. Um, <laughs> but but just the 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 you know like or he goes into the you know you know the the it shows up in like sort of an adamant like you know 18th century 17th century like you know dueling uniform with a powdered wig yeah and just you know i mean it's like weird just you know the milk mustache the cowboy the, the mustache itself <laughs> like that's a whole that, that mustache episode was hysterical yeah. that so, was <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it's it was really fun to try to fit all that in, you know, like the physical comedy, mm -hmm. um, which is where the clown, my clown training, um, really uh, came into play. Just like you know, not, like the mathematics of comedy and just you know stillness or how much movement you can make or like one of my favorite shots uh, in that smoking episode was when, you know, I think it's a crane shot and they're kind of like. And Boris is at the, you know, in the captain's chair. And you just sort of see the smoke coming up out of the, you know, from the, you know, like the, the uh, out of the chair. And I mean, I knew what that shot was and I knew that I had to be very still so that the trail, the, you know, the, but it's stuff like that where it's like you took the juxtaposition of like, um, you know, like this super stoic, you know, stiff uh, guy. Exactly. Um, you know with a freaking mustache like a you know or like saying now entering glory hole you know what i mean and not really <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah so i mean so, that's that man that's that go ahead yeah. i had a quick question um can you talk about like how long or like what's the process like of all the makeup and the prosthetics and like all that and like becoming the actual character like yeah what's that process like well they uh, about well when when we were in pre-production i had to go over to kmb effects which is howard Berger's outfit and um he you know oscar award-winning makeup artist mm -hmm. and and um i had to get like uh molds of my face and my whole body wow. um which was uh the, the, my head and my neck was not that bad but when i had to do like my chest and like my legs you know, like, so I'm standing there and like, I literally almost passed out because my <sighs> blood stopped circulating. But that was, you know, oh that was kind of the worst part of it, like of getting, yeah. you know, building the makeup. And then, and then, you know, and then like learning how to um, they, they get, apply it, like the makeup artist, right. like this is all brand new stuff, which was, you know, incredibly exciting to create this. And so then, you know, like I had ideas about, you know, like what the character, was and, you know, and yeah yeah but then you get the makeup on and like i can uh only rotate my head so far so then you know like the, the no neck turn is like that's, yeah. that's where it comes from and that's that's funny physically um and so like the way that and then i can only I, hear i lost like about 35 percent right. of my hearing so i had to learn how to read lips um so that was <laughs> really wow. interesting. um but you know but then it was like it, it it was like the last bit of the puzzle of figuring out like uh like the character work like three-dimensionality of of how he walks in the world how he moves mm. and you know like the fact the way that he moves is 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 um in sync with the the way that he speaks in terms of um he, he says you know it doesn't ever say um don't or can't he says you know do not or cannot i mean it's very mm -hmm. formal so that informed 
you know, a lot of like how I approach right. the text and then like the text itself and the, you know, like, so um, I had a, 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 a lot to do, um, mm -hmm. but it, it was surprisingly really uh, liberating um, because I had a set, a set of parameters in which I had to work within, you know, like if I stretched my face too far, the makeup would stretch and uh -huh. like, and then it's like, oh, rubber face, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't like, and to not be thinking about that, but, um, you know, I also had to learn how to um, help the makeup artist put the makeup on. Like I would have to, you know, because uh, at first it started out being like four hours of just the head and you know what I mean? Four hours. Well, no, I do. I, I would get there 536, uh, they mm -hmm. threw the pieces on and then I'd go to sleep. You know what I mean? Because then they had to paint it all. And they're like, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. I'm like, no problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got it down to like 90 minutes because it was like, it'd be like a sculptor making yeah. a piece of art the same every time. And I had to learn when I needed to flare my nostrils so that the glue would set at a certain point. And then, and wow. then I, you know, when they stopped talking or like stand up to put the chin on it, just like, it was like a whole collaboration with the makeup artist, yeah. which was like a super Zen. It was like my therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wow. But then when we did the full body suit, that was um, super extra because it was like, it, that was like four hours, you know, like, um, you know, cause they had to put the head on then put the, put the, put the torso over the head and then put the, 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 put the, put the legs on, put the, you know, it was like the legs, the head, then the torso, and then they glued everything, glued everything together. And then they had to paint it all. And a lot of times I had to stand up to do that. So that was, um, you know, yeah, but I, I like that stuff, you know what I mean? I like, yeah. you know, like the goofy, you know, makeup and like, um, but it definitely. Very impressive. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I think, uh, what was that David Lynch movie that Willem Dafoe had these crazy teeth in and he blew his face off with a shotgun? Um, uh, uh, oh, God damn it. Um, and it was, fuck, uh, um, Wild Heart. Wild Heart. Wild Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, he yeah. said, he, he said, um, you know, as soon as he got those teeth, you know, like the, the character just popped, came alive. Yeah. yeah. So like, I feel like as soon as I got that, and I would look at myself in the mirror with the, with the, with the get up on. And I'm just like, where are you in there? I don't see right. myself at mm -hmm. all. So, um, yeah, it was. Love that. Awesome. Well, we were, we were talking, oh, hopefully we didn't, it looks like he's Yeah, frozen. Peter's uh, frozen for a second. Hopefully nah. we'll, uh... Peter? Oh, oh, it's gonna. Oh, oh no. Are we there? Oh, oh yeah. there you are. Yeah. Oh, so, so, uh, so, how okay. much? Uh, I've been curious, especially when you talk about how, like, when you when all that prosthetics on, you said now you now you need to find yourself. Like, I mean, there there are a lot of, and uh, Jesse brought it up earlier. There's a lot of similarities between, like, you know, some, your character and it's kind of seen as almost like Worf, like kind of like you yeah. know. Take some a little like, data in there as well, because you say yeah. you, you, the character does not use contractions, which is what right. data doesn't. Right. He doesn't use. Right. He never uses can't or don't. He says cannot or do not. So right. do you do you feel like I mean did you did you use those characters as like inspiration for your um, for your performance? Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. I tell you, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. I mean, because it's like you, you know, you, it's it's that's just, it was just too self conscious and. And I was actually never a big Star Trek fan anyway. So, um, oh. and I, you know, but I did get to meet uh, Michael Dorn um, mm -hmm. in Ireland 
we were doing a convention and I was like, man, this is amazing to meet you. And it's amazing. Like I stand on your shoulders and like all the work that you've done, like allows yes. me to do the work that I'm doing. And it was just a love fest. But um, I realized that like Gordis um, is a love child of Sam the Eagle from the Muppets and <laughs> Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. That is uh, awesome. Oh my, oh my god, that is perfect. Now that now <laughs> yeah. that you say that, that makes complete sense. Wild. Yeah. So I dug a little bit deeper than than because it's like we're already up against, you know, being compared to, you know, mm-hmm. the Trek, yeah. of Star Trek. So it's like, well, that's not really that interesting to me to, you know, and I like I, I instinctively just kind of stayed away from trying to you know i just i never you know because as i said i wasn't a, a big star trek fan and and, and i it just i just it's not the it just didn't seem smart to try to you know sort of reinvent the wheel you know what i mean like right. it's what, right. what they already done you know? i want to mention some of the the big differences of mocklins uh you know they're very unique beings uh first of all um there's basically only one female born Every 75 years, approximately. So the the race is uh, species is mostly male. So which although they the, they do dispute that in a later episode, they say, yeah they're they're that's that's debatable. That yeah, that was debatable. okay. We know that in the we think we know that in the beginning. And um, but so, as you know, Clyden was born female too. So like my mate, like in that that uh, you know, so that put a whole wrench in. Oh, you know, that theory, you know, right? Okay. Yeah. But what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, just some of the differences. Um, so they're mostly gay. Um, they, or I guess in this case, um, would you call them homosexual or would you call them asexual because they lay eggs? What, what would be the the orientation of the Mocklins? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, there's some frogs, right? That, that, that can change their sex to, to mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I kind of put it in that world of, of species, do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know of, you know, um, any species that is all one sex, you know, like um, that I can really, you know, um, re- re- really, really, you know, yeah. sort of qualify it as like maybe unisexual or I just know that if you know, I tell people if you ever want to, you know, uh, and you're not going to be able to unsee this, so I'm just going to tell you this anyway uh but if you ever imagine you know like the sexual event of mocklins is you just take a couple of big rocks and put them in a dryer and it's like (laughs) (laughs) somebody actually did that by the way go to youtube look up uh dryer destruction on uh the search engine you'll see somebody put i think it's like a a brick they put it into a dryer and they put it on high speed cycle and it yeah, just like yeah. destroys the thing from the inside. I think, uh, think Mocklins get 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 kicked out of a lot of hotels. Um, <laughs> they, they lose, you know, they have to pay like a lot of damage fees. Uh, but yeah, I don't. You know, it's, it's it's a really interesting phenomenon to just you know sort of be a species where you think that it's all male and um, mm-hmm. you know, but then you know like the, the you know it's like I, said, I think that there's like a lot more to unpack. Yeah. You know? Um, with within like that sort of you know machismo or just I don't want to call it toxic masculinity but like there's there, there's like a this because you know the way that it kind of played out is that like most of the male Mocklins um, like I feel like Clyden and Bordis were kind of the only ones that we saw have any 
emotions, if that makes any mm-hmm. kind of sense. Like the rest oh, of the Marklins yeah. were kind of like, burr, 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 burr. you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, that's a little, that's a little two dimensional. So I feel like there's like a lot more, you know, to even Clyde and Bordas themselves are completely different types of dudes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, the, the most, they, uh, the most unique characteristic, which I found very entertaining in one of the episodes, Peter, is the uh, fact that the Mocklins only urinate once a year and they have a big celebration called a Jaloja. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the great release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The great release. No, I mean, I had to make that make sense. I mean, that is kind of funny, right? Like, this you find out, like, oh, I only pee once a year. Um, but I had to say to myself, okay, so what does that mean? Like, does it like, is, it, is he walking around with a giant colostomy bag toward the, you know what I mean? Like, what, what is that? What does it look like to have to, you can only pee once a year? And I'm like, well, it has to be life. It has to be life or death. You know what I mean? Like he has to, if he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, have the great release, he'll die. Mocklins will die because they, they have like this, um, this, this, this incredible, uh, you know, metabolism and they can eat or drink pretty much anything. But again, they, you know, favorite drink has bacteria, like, uh, no, not bacteria, but um, uh, uh, parasites in it. And, and you know, so like, we got to expel that once a year. And I just kind of came up with the concept in my, in my own head that if I don't do that, um, I'm going to die. So therefore, like when I say you need to pull the ship over, I got to go pee. Um, I really, I really mean it because um, <laughs> I'm going to die. So, I mean, and that makes it that much more funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to, like all these zany concepts that I had to, which was great. It was a lot of fun to, to, to create like three-dimensionality. Um, you ever take a long road trip where you had to be somewhere and you wish that you had your Mocklin ability to hold in your urine? Oh God, man. I, I, I get so paranoid, um, that I like, will, uh, you know, cause I've been in some, some pickles. And uh, like, and it, right. it's not, it's not <laughs> cool. And I was able to use those feelings, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, and there's nothing worse than, you know, feeling like you have the squirts and there's no place to <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah, like that, that's not, there's nothing nice about any of that. And, um, but yeah, like that, that I just had to make that make, you know, make absolute sense, um, which is, you know, my work is what I what, I'm, what 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 I get to do, at least what I used to get to do. I was seriously considering like going online and applying for a UPS job because I'm like, when is this? <laughs> well, not a good place to go. UPS is on strike as well. Everybody's on strike as American capitalism slowly crumbles into ashes. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Oh, so, so like, you know, we've been talking about like a lot of the, you know, the humorous parts of like Mocklin society and everything, but it's also like, uh, it's also been good for like, kind of like showing parallels for like, you know, a lot of like LGBTQ issues. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's, you know, there's this whole thing about like transphobia that, that goes through all, I mean, so much of like, you know, there, you know, since the, the Mocklin Society is like what, like afraid of females, <laughs> and uh, pretty much because there are none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that they're a mystery, and they're like so, um, you know. I mean, like you kind of can't blame them in a way. Like, I mean, if you are taught one thing, you know, um, as you know, as, a, as your whole worldview. 
and you know i mean yeah you could you, I, I, yeah i mean i guess you can't i'm saying that they have like this sort of a monolithic viewpoint but like that's not necessarily their fault you know so because that's what they that's that's what they were taught to believe and i think that there's a great parallel with you know with hate hate is taught hate is not you know people are not born you know to hate and um you know like when um you know, we were filming that episode um, about the gender reassignment. Like, I think the country, right. America, was going through fucking bathroom gate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Use my bathroom. You know what I mean? And so now you see you go into places, and it's like, you know, unisex bathrooms, which is which should have been in the first place. Although, I, I know that my, you know, I I know that men are gross, and well, women are gross too. So, like, it's like sometimes. I mean, part of me is like, I've gone into some nasty women's bathrooms, and I know women have gone into some nasty men's bathrooms. Where you go to nightclubs, and you're like, man, I would hate to have to squat over this, you know. So, but (laughs) right, I'm just saying, like, all that aside, it's like you should, you know, like that's what was happening, right? People were like, like lit, and like they were legislating who could, like, it was ridiculous. So, um. But you know, like it gets into a deeper, deeper conversation, right? Because it's like if, if, if you know, Mike Tyson decided tomorrow that he identified as a woman and went back into the ring, like to box women, is that, is that, you know, like what does that look like? Or if LeBron James is like, yeah, I want to play for the WNBA now, and like there was, there was somebody that did that, Um, somebody, a swimmer, that you know, no, it was a bodybuilder that uh, was a weightlifter that was that identified as a female for yeah. a competition and just like crushed the women's yeah. competition. because They identified it. It's just, it's just to well, win an award. It was like, yeah, it's, I just think that that's, it's such a complex, you know, like sport, like, like when they're like specific sort of channels that are set up, you know, like when you fit, like, I mean, this goes back to, you know, like even beyond the Greeks, but whatever, but like, I just think that, um, it's tricky. It's very, very tricky because I am not one to I'm, you know, to tell anybody what they can or can't do or who they can and can't love or anything like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It just gets gets. I mean, it, when I feel like the show kind of, you know, um, kind of it, 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 it invites that or engages that like and I don't have like again, like I don't I, I don't think that, you know, Clyden is complete. Like people always want to shit on Clyden. And I'm just like. He can't really do that. I mean, to a certain extent, like I mean, yeah, he's a bad parent for like telling this kid that they wish they were never born. But like, how 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 high are the stakes, you know, for him, you know, being born a female and like you know being ridiculed and you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a there's a level of 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 PTSD that that Clyden is experiencing, and that's real. Um, so we can't negate his feelings. We can't negate like this like you know like the staunch male orientated you know society even though like because then we had some some women aliens on the show that like thought men were inferior and we had to change uniforms and you know like to to try to get an alliance with them so it's like it's an investigation like i mean in, in the tricky thing about science fiction um or like even you know even even with star trek you know, like the alliance or like the union, right? So it's like, well, it's still very human, like the 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 moral sort of compass sort of swings largely toward the human ideology. You know what I mean? I know that's written by humans for humans, but at the same time, like 
I would like to see some storytelling that really where we 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 you know we question the values of humans and and maybe discover some other species that are, have have it together a little bit better than we have than like where the union um has something to learn do you know what i mean and like in in the union grows from you know like um you know perhaps another society that's more evolved than and we are even if it's you know even though it's 500 years in the future but i mean it's 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 um you never really run out of material you know what i mean like it's because and if you're doing comparative analysis you know with like our society and like a future society that um you know there's always stuff to write about you know and then you got to make jokes um mm -hmm. otherwise it's boring but um you know I, I quite enjoy that aspect of you know like people were like i think that's that they they wrote that that um storyline you know that held that storyline held like the dramatic note um in the in the sort of symphony of of of, of episodes um because it, it shit got real you know what i mean it right. got real so Mm -hmm. um, but, but Peter, I wanted to talk to you about just being a fixture on on all the comic cons, and we we can also talk about your sh shore leave experience because this is going to be a part of your life. I mean, you've seen like you know Robert Picardo and people that have done Star Trek years ago still on yeah. the con scene. Yeah. What are your thoughts on being a part of that culture of being um fixture on the comic cons and the sci-fi cons out there it's it's something that i really never even conceptualized until it until it started happening like i just didn't really um i didn't really know what comic con was like you know what i mean like i didn't it just i it was just sort of off my radar you know what i mean and then when i went to uh my i think it was my first one that was in in dublin with with michael dornan and and um this is the show had only been out one season it wasn't even playing over in europe yet like um so i had no line like nobody was there to talk to peter May. and it was humbling um but i understood like again me like i just i i'd like so to answer your question i dig it i like i love being able to sit and chat with folks um, who, you know, essentially appreciate what I do. And, you know, it's, a, it's the only chance really that we get to connect, you know, the people, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's exhausting, but because, I mean, and I don't really know that I'm exhausted until, until the end of the day. And I'm like, oh shit, I, I didn't eat or mm -hmm. I've not, I've not, <laughs> had my, I've, my, I've not had my great release. Um, and, uh, cause I'm just, you know, you just, it's just, it's I, I, nonstop, um, you know, just love fest, right. You know what I mean? People appreciate me. I appreciate them. And it's just like this great thing. And we talk and we have all kinds of different kinds of conversations. We talk about the show, we talk about politics, we talk about, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm, it's fun. I, I think, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of astounded that that people do this, you know, year after year after year after year after year for like, you know, and, and surely it's been going for like 40, 43, 44 years. Oh, yeah. You know, Did you have a highlight? A highlight from uh, the last uh, shore leave you attended? Oh, man. Um, God, it was such a blur. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what was not fun um, was when I got there and it was, um, you know, I was like, oh, I need to get some water. I need to get some fruit. I need to get some stuff in my room. 
And um, I'm like, where, where are we going to go? So like uh, the nearest place to do that was quote unquote, just go out the parking lot and take a left and take a right and just go there. And it wound up being like five football fields of parking lots um, <laughs> right. in, in the right. heat uh, over to the grocery store. Oh, the, <laughs> the Wegmans like, across the street. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Not exactly a quick walk. And then I walk back and I'm like, there is no shade to be had at all. Um, and so then when I made it back to the hotel lobby, I was sitting down sweating buckets and just kind of laughing because it was like, this is really funny. Um, Andy, the sort of showrunner and her um, assistant person, best friend, um, Damien, we just started chopping it up. And um, we just like, so, I, you know, I, I, I just hung out, man. I just hung out with people and yeah. talked and like... Um, you know, just had all these crazy, like, inside jokes with people that, you know, because I'm like, kind of a late owl, so I'd be, like, kind of walking around um, the hotel, and I'd see other people, and like, yeah. be like, aha, you know, we see people the next day. Were you um, getting drinks with Penny at the bar? Um, but, well, not with, not, not with Penny, but she did bring me some crab cakes, which was, which was. Yes, good, mm, you know? yes. <laughs> What'd you was, think? Where were they, they from? Were, they had the, had the lump in them. That's, you yes. know what I mean? yes. had that, stuff. They had that <laughs> lump. Uh, with the with the old bay and um, it was yes. it was the move because that was breakfast at, at like ten o'clock. Right? <laughs> that's how that's how you know you're in Maryland. Yeah, crab cakes, at, like, crab cakes at ten ten o'clock at night. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah, I mean that was you know so you know it's, I enjoyed it's like that. pizza in New York or Chicago is to be expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know have the, cast, it was good. Have, have the cast become very good friends. I can imagine that after three seasons. Oh, yeah, man, we, you know, we like we have like our own threads. You know, like depending yeah. on what's going on. Like, um, I think we're gonna see each other, uh, in uh, in next month in um Vegas. But yeah, like uh, Jay Lee. Uh, I mean, there's some really talented people that 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 are, you know, on the show for various reasons. Like, absolutely. Um, like Mark is a great theater actor, and um, Jay Lee is doing a he's, a he's a he's a virtuoso piano player classically classic like classical music piano player like he's played at radio yeah. city music hall so he's doing like another concert i mean scott grimes is you know amazing um just family and like um you know we just know folks and um but yeah like we yeah. we have a great time we have a great time we go to dinner seth likes to do car- karaoke do you do karaoke with seth oh yeah yeah we get down <laughs> Yeah, we get down. You know what I mean? Like, there's a spot in uh, L.A. called the Brass Monkey that we hit yep. up a lot when we're there. Um, <laughs> I've seen Seth he, there before at the Brass Monkey. Yeah, it's nuts. They got the the biggest doorknob in the world, that flood. <laughs> it's so strange. It's like, why is the doorknob so big? It's just really bizarre. But, um, and like, when we're in New York, uh, Woody Woody Allen um, has, like, a jazz club that um you know like jeff goldblum pops in and like you know um what you know sometimes woody allen plays or whatever but like seth will do you know a couple like a set or two you know like um and then he'll like break into you know singing songs as kermit and you know <laughs> it's 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 always a good time we always have a great time with, especially like when we're in new york because like nobody lives in new york and mostly everybody lives in la or you know mark lives in london but and I know I'm in Atlanta, but when we were when we all would go be in New York, we'd just rip it up, um, like two SUVs full of just shenanigans. Um, I love it. No, it's a good time. <laughs> a lot of pictures. That's a lot of pictures. 
Well, yeah. one more question before I wrap up this amazing interview, Peter. What can you tell us about Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming out next year? Oh, man. Um, it's, I'm so I looking think, forward to this. I actually really, really like those movies. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And because it's 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 95% mocap, um, I have no idea what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? I have no idea because it's like we're in mocap suits and you, you go watch playback and that's just you in a fucking scuba suit with dots on. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. who's, who's directing this one? His it's not Matt Wes Reeves. Ball. He's doing the Batman movies now. Um, it's uh, His name is Wes Ball. He, he directed the Maze Runner series. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, okay. Man. Oh, nice. Mad cool. um, and he's also like a, um, you know, like he's like a, a, a designer like he, he he his thesis film he went to tallahassee uh, no like uh, florida state university tallahassee where for filmmaking and he won like all these awards in like 2008 for like this animation you should look it up it's called um and you know as soon as i said that i was going to remember should forget the name but as soon as i did it um uh, it'll come to me but like west ball just w-e-s-b-a-b-a-l-b-a-l-l like um He's like a wonderkin savant, you know, like designer. Like, so he designed the whole world. Like the, what I know from the, the, the film is just the storyboards, you know what I mean? And like, we would shoot, he'd shoot like, you know, like the sort of pre-viz stuff, you know what I mean? And like, um, he like cut my audition and this guy, the, the guy who plays the lead, Owen Teague, um, his, his audition together with like sound. And, you know, he's a really visually orientated person um and and um you know the world of it is going to be amazing um you know um you know i I learned how to become uh know how to ride a horse really well now which is awesome um because we shot it in australia and um it was great being in australia for six months and um there's some great some great actors in this movie um and you know like some of the, the stunts are ridiculous and you know, so like, I'm I'm looking forward to it as much as you know I'm gonna be right there with the audience, like watching this okay. movie for the first time because I have so. no, I mean I know the movie, I know the story, but no idea what what it's gonna like, okay. you know, what the, the, how it translates. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. You know, so um, and it so, wasn't even that helpful to like have be you know like this is a different beast than prosthetics. You know what I mean? Like it, the prosthetics yeah. is sort of old school model making you know ships and stuff like that that they did with star right. wars you know like um you know, like the old you know the, you can see the strings on some <laughs> you know right. the tie fighters or like even the spinner on in blade runner like if you look really close you know like there's a shot when they're going in front of the atari you know, i'm a blade runner nerd and um you know but you can see the strings oh yeah yeah high you high can high see the wires the, pulling it up yeah, yeah, yeah when, they, when like you know the wires pulling it up when they get in right. like uh, it's, Ian, it's um, the complete opposite yeah now it's like now it's all you know CGI. so yeah i mean it's it's gonna be amazing man and um i really and we got to you know andy circus um who played caesar was um a consultant so i got to chop it up with him a bunch um and he's extremely extremely bright and mm. um generous and knows and just and we had like a movement coach we did ape camp for six weeks um where we just like got rid of our human self and learned how to become like a you know, like uh, an ape, and um, it was awesome. I do love that we live in a world where something like Ape Camp exists. I know. <laughs> they have the same for the Walking Dead zombies. They have yeah, the zombie, the zombie camp. Yeah, 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 really. I saw that. 
That is so, so you can't tell us about the character specifically, other than it's going to be a motion capture eight. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like as like the other films um, were. (laughs) Something high behind you. Yeah, someone's (laughs) behind you. Um, um, I feel like this new trilogy is trying to lead up to the original Planet of the Apes because they do reference it. I just rewatched Rise recently. Yeah, Um, yeah. Uh, they do reference the um, the ship that Charlton Heston's crew takes off in in the original film. It, it got lost in space, and so they're trying to lead up to that events of the original film. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know to like because it's such a you know that's such a I mean it could it could because it's like you know like the, that that would that would mean is that is that it took place quite a you know quite a while in the future. And, yeah. You know, like, like 500 this, years in the future, something like that. Yeah, and this movie um, takes place, you know, well after Caesar's death, after war. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, in order to not get sued, um, I probably shouldn't say too much more. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I will say this though: war was misnamed. It is not a war. It's a prison escape movie. It's not a war. Yeah, I mean, but you know, like you you look back at like those old titles from you know like some of those old titles where I was like, what what were you smoking? Like, to, anyway, yeah, but, Battle uh, for the Planet of the Apes is I've watched that again recently too. I just I mean going through all of them recently and Battle for is like three Humvees in the middle of a wheat field. It's like yeah. it's supposed to be a big army. It's like yeah, we have three jeeps and a couple yeah. extras. Like the the budget really hurt that one the most. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, but you know, but this, 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 uh, but you know, like the technology has come a long way, and um, they're not like bipedal, mm. you know, you know, like um, we really got got in there and studied, you know, you know, just ape mechanics and psychology and the ways to communicate, um, as they did with the previous films. And um, you know, like, and, and technology grows. Like, it's the same. It's what affects who did um, this company that does that did all the movies. That did Lord of the Rings. That did, you know, King Kong. They did all all the they're the mocap people. So you know, and then you know, like the 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 what what the Mandalorian is doing with like um, volumes. You know, like the way that oh yeah, shoot, like you have two hundred cameras in in a space, and they can make anything. You know I mean, so the trick is to make it. You know realistic and not you know like because uh, like uh what was that like i am legend they really they really you know screwed the pooch on that one um like with the Ugh, cgi yeah. for, the, uh, for the you know they really like this or like i was reading a superman superman 3 the with richard Pryor. um they lost <laughs> yeah, but they lost they lost like a lot of their um visual effects budget last minute and you can totally tell <laughs> no that's four that's that's four that's quest for peace that's when you talk about superman 3 i still remember to this day how much that the, there's a scene in it that completely terrified like five or six year old me the robot the robot, the, when, the robot. When oh the god woman, man the, i know like it made me itch like yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. woman getting swallowed by the computer and yes. then, you know, like, and it yes. just grew and turned her and into that, a thing. I'm like, oh man, this is making me so uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuck with me for forever, for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, you know, or like good, like um, you know, dirty, greasy, drunky Superman fighting. You know, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like that was like that. Was, I love this in the bar, flicking peanuts yeah. and 
you know. So anyway. Uh, well, anyways, I know you got your son uh, jumping around the back, so we, <laughs> we should probably let you go, Peter. Uh, my gosh, this is an incredible, incredible interview, Peter. Uh, we love to have. Can we have you back yeah. when uh, we can talk about King of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, for sure. Like next year, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And uh, yeah, like I said, this was way better than trying to squeeze ten minutes in, like I'm being distracted. We, we got almost a forty-five minute. Interview. Yeah, so, I we're really have. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 No, you guys are great, and of course, Peter, um, you are amazing. Let's do uh, one promo. Let us know who you are, Peter. Um, you can uh, drop Orville, Planet of the Apes. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Greetings. This is Lieutenant Commander Bordas of the USS Orville coming to you live and direct from below the belt. Out. <laughs> that was great. Perfect. Let's do a, uh, a snapshot on the count of three. All right. Ready? One, two, and smile. This is going to be gross. Yeah. <laughs> that great. All right. Wow. Th thank you so much, thank Peter. You. I appreciate you guys very much. And uh, we appreciate you so much. Hang in there. Thank you. And um, yeah, let's get up. Let's get up when uh, the dust settles. When and the dust settles, and hopefully this uh, strike will be um, resolved sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it does not go till the fall, like that unnamed oh. executive said. Oh, yeah. no, 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 buddy. This is going to go. I mean, from what I understand, this shit is not going to Because the fall is like, okay, great. We're done. Now let's go on holiday for two months. That's what, you know what I mean? Like the, That's a the, good point, yeah, because they uh, don't really do much during the holiday season. Nah, That's right. Damn. Nah, so, I mean, buckle down. Nothing until you know, next year. Nothing until next year. I know, I know. But I had this thought and this question. I'm like, if everybody stood in solidarity, not just the not just the writers and the actors, and like, but if everybody just sort of canceled their shit, you know, they canceled their Netflix, canceled their Hulu, canceled it all, they'd lose so much money. Yeah, and, and and they would like, I, I, but I, just, people are not going to do that. So I'm just, I, I brought this. I brought this up earlier on. I had I I work in IATSE. I'm part yeah. of the IATSE union, and I was bringing yeah. this up at my union meeting. I said, don't do that until there is an organized boycott. Don't do that because the right. problem is if you start just if people like randomly start canceling left and right, like I'm going to cancel Paramount Plus or Disney Plus or yeah. Max. Like the problem is studios will view those metrics and be like oh this show isn't popular therefore we're right. going to just cancel this show like right. say like um like strange new worlds on paramount plus is coming out right now episodically if you right. cancel in the middle of the season they'll assume oh people don't like the show we'll just cancel right. Right. That's in order to save money right. so until there's an organized boycott don't don't do that <laughs> well no i mean that's what i that's what i that's that i agree that's though it, it would it would stand as like a good statement of like we're not paying for this shit until yeah you yeah. give the writers and actors what they deserve. Yeah. But until there's an organized boycott from all the unions, it's best to not do that. No, I know. I know. I mean, and, you know, I just, I just, um, but I, I feel like there should be, you know what I mean? Because I, I, yeah. I don't, I really under, I really don't get, I mean, if that, if, if you're talking about 2% of $300 million annually, yeah, um, 2%. And if you really, and like to people that really just don't get, it you know what i mean people yeah. who are new people like new money like it's not i mean and and it's old money too but it's like people people who fundamentally don't understand like the the working man's woman's sort of plight. yeah um the only Most, thing that they really yeah. understand is like you know like uh 
I don't know. I think it's an opportunity, and I and I wish that like that's what would 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 happen, and like maybe it'll be over sooner than later. Um, yeah. Most streaming services, see? most streaming services still classify streaming as new media. It's like this isn't yeah. new anymore. No. It has been new for ten years. Like this no, is just the way it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, Who has cable anymore? Like, why? I, I know. My wife said that this morning. She's like, you know what? But why do we have this cable? Like, I mean, I've just, I, this is, yeah. What's so bad. This is what's sports, so bad. Sports and news. That's really I it. Watch, yeah. I watch the same old movies that I've seen a hundred times with mm. commercials. That's how stupid I am. I mean, I'm not, I don't even, like, I'm not even streaming stuff. I'm watching shit that I paid money for in the theaters. And <laughs> I study movies and I just watch them. But I'm like, but the commercials help me like to multitask, but I'm like, why do I even pay for all this stuff? I'm not even so. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah right, sports well, is pretty much the so only much, thing. <laughs> well, that's anyway, that's... I well, I can't wait to you know to reconvene and uh, we'll we'll see what where our notes are. And, like, all right. we'll that is so awesome. Thank you, yeah. all right. Peter. All right. Have a great night. You we appreciate you so much talking with us. Oh, yeah. first. A long, a nice long interview like this. Right on. Thank you. Best of luck, and we'll talk to you soon. We're planning the games. I'll be well. Peace out. Okay. Thank you. Laters. Laters. All right, guys. That was Peter Macon. Wow, what an interview. Yeah, we got to. He was fantabulous. He's great. Wow. We need to take a classic cut break, and when we get back, we'll try to hurry through the movies, and we got to talk about the Emmy nominations because that's a big deal too. So for the f- classic cut, I wanted to play a song by a band that I missed their show because I, I happened to be on the Eastern Shore, but I did want to go to the show. It's Noel Gallagher, um, and um, Noel Gallagher of Oasis was touring with Garbage, another favorite of mine from back in the day. So I thought, okay, well, I missed the show. Why don't I dedicate the classic cut this week to Oasis? And this is one of my favorite Oasis songs. And we won't think I would pick one of the songs from their first uh, breakthrough album or or their second definitely maybe um like stellar super popular album but i I decided to pick one of their more um hits towards the end of their career as a band and uh this song is an amazing song and uh i think you'll know which one i'm talking about zod right you probably know this song is called don't go away yeah, that's a great song. That's off of the Be Here Now album. Yeah, that is a right. Song. Be Here Now album. That's right. So we're going to take a classic cut. We'll be right back. And um, yeah, we'll see you then. All right, guys, that was Oasis. Wow. Don't go away. Fantastic. Uh, Good song. I love that it. Thing, I don't know. Yeah, that Oasis is, uh, that was a band I remember that got really, like a lot a lot of hipster types really did not like them when they were popular. And I remember seeing the t-shirts all the time when I was in high school. Yeah. They just kind of just mm-hmm. disappeared one day. I'm like, why? Well, no, they're, they're, a, they're a fantastic band. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just. They, they just got obnoxious to the point where it's like, oh god, everybody, everybody. Yeah, just got conscious and, that two and, brothers can't get along. 
Yeah. yeah. And like they like uh Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher. I mean Noel Gallagher could be such an asshole. Like I remember oh, he's, that- a, he's a huge like right wing piece of shit. He's a not he's not a good person. He's a horrible. Well like like there's this uh, there's this uh, thing like they had a um um an MTV unplugged I guess at some point in the late 90s. And where Noel Gallagher, I think it's no, it might have been Liam, one of the bro- the the more asshole the brother. Which Noel is the one. one <laughs> Noel is the one. asshole. Yeah, I like one. one of them. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Liam is the one you're. It's okay to like. The Noel is the one. No, don't. Yeah. Noel's the one. He's the one. He pretty much just. Uh, he 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 said that he had like throat problems and couldn't do the show. So his brother did the show uh, himself. No, I guess it was no uh, Noel Gallagher or. Whichever one, the the less assholey one, did the show himself, and you could see his brother in the crowd smoking the whole time. Of <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well let's try to run through uh, this uh, rather quickly. The rest of this BTB uh, entertainment report here. Uh, we were talking about uh, Oppenheimer, um, so very interesting uh, that Oppenheimer, as big as a budget it was, and all the stars and everything that's in the cast was made relatively quickly in 57 days. Um, comparatively, Tenet was shot for 96 days, and Dunkirk was shot in 16, uh, sorry, 68 days. Um, so those well, are I mean, his other films, you know. Well, so Dunkirk is a war movie, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenet is like a weird experimental film. I, I never mm-hmm. even finished Tenet. I, I didn't finish it. I could not finish it. I, was I, had to, I had to watch Tenet. I had to watch Tenet like three times before, like I felt. Oh, like, I, I get it. Like the end it. is the beginning is the yeah. end. But here's the thing: I don't care. <laughs> How could that you not feel something movie. for a protagonist? The only movie in the pandemic I remember it was like the. <laughs> scared. A lot of people are scared to go to the theater still. And uh, this will yeah. save theaters. And then it, what was it that saved theaters? Mortal fucking combat. <laughs> it's like come on. <laughs> That was a good one. I liked that. Yeah, like that was all right. Was uh, I know. I know you weren't big on Another it. Another movie that got impacted by the strike. They were about to start shooting. Oh, the sequel. Yeah, they had. Yeah, a, they were about to start shooting. Carl Urban is playing Johnny Cage. Like they just, they had to stop. They had to pause. Interesting they, choice. He, he's a little older than I, I thought they would look for, but I guess he, he works. That, yeah. they're, I mean, well, he's supposed to be an aging actor that's aging out of the Hollywood system. That's the point. He's trying to ah. reclaim his glory days. So that's the point. Okay, I, I he's brilliant. I love the boy. I love them in the boys and everything. Oh yeah. Done. Oh, speaking of things that piss me off, uh, the boys season four de- indefinitely delayed because of the strike. Yeah. Like really, it's supposed to be the last season. Come on, man, just dump it online. This, this is the time to catch up all <laughs> their shows. They already finished yeah, I gotta catch up on that. Four? Yeah. Have they already finished like filming and production of season four? Yeah, it's done. Oh. oh. Yeah, they just they just they just don't want to release it in solidarity for the uh, yeah. uh the strike. You're right. I talked to they Aaron Moriarty. They can't talk to Aaron Moriarty at Tribeca. I think yeah. she's Starlight. Um, so I don't think you knew that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like, I could talk about season four, but there could be a sniper. <laughs> she just started cracking me up. And she said that they could. The, the, they're getting to the, they're getting to the point where the seven are gonna do what they do in the comic and take over the white house. They're, they're building up to it. So I can see them going that direction. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan also said that his daughter played a gruesome role in the very beginning of Oppenheimer. 
Um, so it's basically a nameless young woman has her face damaged by a nuclear explosion in the sequence within the main character's mind. And uh, they needed someone oh. to do the small part of that sequence. And it's an yeah. odd thing to get your daughter to do. Here, play this play this war victim for me, please. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that was really Gotta get your too. start somewhere. Yeah. But anyways, like like Tenet is like an experimental film. Dunkirk is a war movie. Like Oppenheimer, yeah. it's people in rooms talking. Like the the most expensive thing yeah. is probably the nuclear explosion, <laughs> which they did practically. Yeah. So it's like I can see why it's a quick shoot. It's just people in rooms talking. Okay, like, with, with the exception of this explosion, of course. <laughs> and um, it, they didn't. They didn't detonate a nuclear bomb. Okay, stop with that joke. They didn't. What do kind that. of bomb was it? Well, you can make it look like a nuclear explosion if you just. It's just a matter of scale. Just set off like yeah, a regular yeah. explosion and film it at high speed so it blows up slower. It's just. It's just a trick. It's it's just vis- it, like the, the nuclear detonation that happens in Aliens at the end of Aliens. You know what that was? It was a light okay. bulb with a, a string of cotton around it. Oh, my God. Wow. Amazing. You frame, you'll see like, oh, it's just a light bulb. But it goes by wow. fast. Can't even tell. It's just a light bulb with cotton surrounding it. That's you couldn't even tell. Could you? Effects. That's crazy. Yeah, like um, it, that effect is more impressive to me than all the bullshit that was in Avatar 2. <laughs> just, um, so there was a weird rumor that James Cameron was going to um, direct some kind of uh, film about Ocean Gate, but uh, no, he is not in talks about Ocean Gate. He had to write on Twitter um <laughs> denouncing that because that's pretty pretty in bad taste that you would do something. my my favorite dumb story of the year right exactly um over on uh, Disney i, I want to say though the jokes the dark humor jokes that happened after that occurred i'm definitely going to hell and i'm okay with it <laughs> because i time. laughed at the worst shit <laughs> I know you do. I know you do, Jesse. I don't know. There, there wasn't. There was a eighteen-year-old kid on there, so I kind of. Yeah, but here's hey. the thing, though. He was a landlord, jacking up people's rents. The kid. Fuck him. The kid was a landlord. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did not. They, I wasn't aware. Did I change of that. your mind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Over on Disney Plus, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be available on August second. So go. if you missed it. You can check it out. Zod, what is your thoughts on um, episode four of um, Marvel's Secret Invasion? Well, it's, uh, they made the uh, they made a couple really big reveals, I guess. Well, one of them you could kind of the you could you could see coming. Was that in episode four? Has episode four come out yet? Why doesn't, have, doesn't why has every episode um, left a little cliffhanger on, on whether they're going to die or not? Episode one, Maria Hill, she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, episode three was Your Grace, the mother of dragons, Amelia yeah. Clark's character of Gaia. She did not die because she's a super scroll and she healed from being shot. Um, and then the last it, it episode. Leaves it, it leaves it open in case an actor doesn't want to come back. Right. But so they can renegotiate contracts. They would do that with older shows back in the 90s. Like if an actor was like put in a coma or possibly killed did, off at the end of a Harrison season. Ford, Harrison Ford and Empire Strikes Back. That's yeah. like they weren't sure he was coming back. And, yeah. and then the last one in episode four is Talos himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, that was was that as big a deal as the revelation as to a pretty, you know, prominent Marvel character being a scroll? So that let we'll, we'll, let's go into that. I, I was gonna allude to that. Uh, really I'm not after. watching. I'm not watching the show because I quite frankly don't care. So spoil away. I don't give a it's, shit. It's okay. Yeah, so this is the thing. Do you think he was a scroll in all the other movies, or is he like locked up in a cage somewhere? That's well. What we the whole point, the whole point, like uh, what they're probably going to do is they're going to. Probably, we're, we're talking about. Um, Rody. Yeah, Rody. Yeah, I Rody. saw the I saw the memes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so, I mean, I guess what would make total sense for him being a scrawl is if after he was injured in Civil War. Oh, you yeah. Know, because then he got replaced. Yeah, that's where he got replaced. That would make the most sense. But I don't know. I mean, they'll they'll probably reveal it in tomorrow's episode how and when he became a scroll. I mean, he was replaced by a scroll. Well, what's uh, weird is that there's another series called Armor Wars, which is supposed to be Rhodey's show. Yeah, but that's so it's that, like, well, where does that it's take going place? It's well, yeah. going to be a movie now. That's not going to be a series. Exactly. So oh, it's a movie. And that's probably going to be Rhodey, like Rhodey, like Rhodey's not dead. He's probably like kept in a yeah. box somewhere and he's going to get freed at the end of Secret Invasion. And okay, that's what we're going to, that's probably what they're going to reveal. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, Armor Wars will be, you know, Rhodey being a hero again, I guess. And right. <laughs> Taking over for now, no longer around Iron Man. So. Right. Right. It just—I so, uh, I don't know. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just kind of over the Marvel stuff at this point. I'm not like—I uh, think Bob Iger. You know, I can't believe I have to agree with Bob Iger at this point, especially during a strike. He said that they basically flooded the market by putting out too much stuff within the last couple of years. There's too many shows, too many movies. Like they flooded the market. There's too much shit. Well, like, I mean, that's yeah, why, there's there's a lot of fatigue know. for that, but I don't know. Personally, for me, it's, it's not I, fatigue. It's not I fatigue. Love, like, Guardians Three was really good, and people went and saw it, and it got great reviews. It's not fatigue. It's just that they're putting their assets, they're spreading it too thin. Whereas with Guardians Three was mostly just James Gunn doing his own thing. They left him alone. It's like whereas with something like She-Hulk, the CGI is not done. Ant-Man Three, it, like the CGI is not done. <laughs> like the script is terrible. It's like that's the problem. It's like they're they're stretching it too thin and they're putting too much crap on the table. It's like, just focus it. Just focus on a couple things. Like you don't have to do... This is part of the reason why we're in a strike to begin with. You're putting too much crap on the market and no one's getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. You know? And you're making mediocre material. Like, And then you have the opening of Secret Invasion. The title sequence is AI-generated. That's the biggest thing. Is the, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? that was that's AI-generated intro sequence. That yeah. was not made by people. That's why it looks so ugly. <laughs> it's like interesting. That, yeah, that that they uh they you know, basically I, that's a, they were testing that, the waters to see if they could do a whole you, show AI-generated. You know that intro sequence is what they're going to do for more shows. Just have any don't of you seen them. Walking Dead: Dead City? That not animation that. for Secret Invasion looks very similar to the opening credits of. Walking Dead, Dead City, that, that well, similar they're style. They're doing it there too. Save money. Yeah. So speaking of Walking Dead, the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, that's going to drop on AMC Plus and AMC on September 10th. Are they really so just going to run these characters into they the are gonna run, They're, they're going to continue with these spinoffs, Jesse, oh, for sure. God. So nor so Daryl Dixon washes ashore in France and struggles to piece together how he got there and why. 
So that's basically he wakes up or whatever, and he's in France. And in France, there are fast-moving zombies. Oh, so that, they're basically just saying, screw it to the slow-moving stuff. There's a variant in Europe that causes the zombies to be a little more faster. And they use their limbs a little more intelligently than the walkers that you see in the regular Walking Dead show. So I think it will be refreshing. It will be different, you know. (laughs) I'm going to check it out. Um, I don't know. I'm just. The thing with zombie shows, like, you know, slow moving zombies, that those are the ones where it's other people who are the villains. And fast moving zombies is when the zombies are the villains. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. unless they can actually intelligently communicate, there's no point. There's still a hive. Yeah. There's still just like a giant horde coming at you. Yeah. Um, two more we just, things. We just did on um, our last episode of season five of Split the Difference, which you can see on the Jaguar Sharks podcast network. Uh, nice. We talked about Dawn of the Dead. We compared the original to the remake. And I per- personally prefer the slow moving zombies because it's like an impending threat. No matter how many you kill, they keep coming at you. The problem right. with the fast-moving zombies, Simon Pegg was asked when he was doing Shaun of the Dead, which came out the same year as the remake of Dawn of the Dead. It's like, why did you go with the slow-moving zombies and not the fast-moving zombies like the remake of Dawn of the Dead? He said, because horror is not an energy drink. Mm. And it's not it's not horror. It's like it's shocking. It's like it's like it's, it's like it's like a gunshot going off next to your head. It's a it's dropping a big pot in the in the kitchen. You're right. It's, it, 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 it's it not horror. It from, it's just kind of, it's more like an action movie. An action it's film. Horror. It goes from horror to action with, with the Yeah, paper. it goes to horror from right. horror to action real quick. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Speaking of zombies, um Morgan, uh uh are you gonna watch the Golden Bachelor? Yes. This is the spin-off yeah. of Bachelor. So that's the thing about the writer's strike. We're going to see a lot of reality television, guys. Oh, God. Oh. I you mean, know? I'm only going to watch that because it's The Bachelor and it's trash and I hate it. I hate that I you watch hate, You hate it, it but you love if, it. If you want a trash show, no. watch, watch The Idol on Max. Actually, oh, I watched that and I enjoyed that. Job. And it was straight trash <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I could not I believe kept, the creator of Euphoria put that out. I was like, I are you serious? at my screen like, what is happening? And I <laughs> loved every trash minute. I hated it. It was, it was it fantastic. So it was fantastic. But, yeah, great. I enjoyed that. Um, and Lily, but, Lily Rose Depp, I met you when you were 15. You were doing yoga hosers, and I can't look at you the same way anymore. I after mean, one. she God. looks insane. Like It's, uh, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, so that you're show was wild. Bachelor. But I will be watching The Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Jerry Turner. He's a restaurant, a retired restaurateur whose wife passed away. And yeah, this is going to be a shot at the senior bachelors, which is it's it's really interesting because now this is the perfect time to bring up these. Isn't it the same? Isn't it the same premise as the bear on FX? (laughs) Which is a really good show that people should be watching. I've I've watched all of that, too. Oh, the bear is so fucking good. The bear gives and me anxiety. So good. Oh, well, it should. It's about it's great, but their family is nuts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the point. It's a good show. It is. It's a really Deserve good show. So. What would happen if yes. the Sopranos were running a, a restaurant? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is a really this, good show. And deservedly so. Yes, we'll mention the bear in the Emmys when we talk about the nominations. But Morgan, you're watching the current Bachelorette. What are your thoughts? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same trash. And I just, I just like live tweeting because everybody has their comments and it's like a whole separate, that's like the most fun part 
It's just like everybody. You got the current bachelor who's 30 years old and she's really thinking that this guy who's 24 is the one when he already said he's gone. He says that he doesn't want. No, no. At the end, you're talking about the other guy. Thank you. The guy that uh, he saved that that, that we thought was going to that she was going to vote off. But the guy with the long earring, Brayden. Yeah, he's gone. He's still on there, isn't he? You. You must not be caught up. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So Braden's gone. But and yeah, they keep up. putting these 24-year-old dudes that right. like don't know what they're doing. Like, I feel like everyone needs to be like a little bit older. But you know, that's part of the drama. No, so. Nobody knows what they're doing when they're 24. Exactly. No, exactly. Seriously. Like I had no direction in my life when I was 24. No. I'm almost 40 now. I'm like, still trying to figure yeah, shit out. I feel like yeah. 30 is a good starting place, but you know, this is why they have these young people on the show because everyone's young and they look good and oh, they get right. drunk and you know. But this is the only reality TV show I watch. I do not like the others. Don't get me started right. on the Kardashians or right. any of that. It's just exactly. just it's this just, one. It's just that. <laughs> hey, look, Kitchen we'll Nightmares is a fucking national treasure and should oh, be tri- should be cherished. My boyfriend loves all the cooking shit, like all. The oh, cooking. if it's Gordon Ramsay, I'm absolutely oh, watching. <laughs> yeah, he For watches me, all the Master Chef. I love Master Chef. I love Master Chef. Yeah, I know it's fake. I don't care. I just love seeing him just freak out about. Where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> He's great. I watch everything with Gordon Ramsay, but. Uh... That last guy on The Bachelorette, he, he he couldn't even barely form a sentence. And he was so quiet during the day, very socially awkward. And yeah. she asked and him, have you been asleep. Yeah, and he fell asleep like, during his car ride home after, after she kicked him to the curb. Oh, my God, that's crazy. All right, the last thing on my list is the Emmys. So, uh, first of all, my favorite fandom, and I think Morgan's favorite fandom, can you believe two Star Wars shows were nominated for Emmys? I'm excited. Andor nominated for Best Drama Series and Obi-Wan Kenobi nominated. Obi-Wan is great. Best Limited Series. What? Obi-Wan was great. Uh, I would argue if you're going to, if you really like Obi-Wan, go to fanedit.org. Okay. There is a there is a fan cut of the Obi Wan show that cut it down to a two hour feature film. Oh, it's way better. Oh, <laughs> I it like cuts, it. It cuts all the bullshit. All okay. the bullshit. Like it cuts okay. everything out. Like it it, it's, it is tight to okay. a two hour runtime. Now I like Andor. Andor has okay. many episodes. Do you think it should be shorter too? Do you think the length is just right? No, that? it's justified for that. That is justified okay. because it's a long well, run. It's it's intended to be the the growth of the rebellion. That is just remember we were talking about this and how I started it and I stopped it. I'm back on it now. Back on, I'm on yeah. episode three. Okay. And it's starting to build and I'm glad that I'm getting it's back. A, it's on. a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Slow That's burn. exactly what Al said. I think General Zod said that the last time we were talking about this too. And I was like, all right, I'll give it another shot. Yeah. And I That's like put it. my phone down and I was like. Really focusing, and I was yeah. like, "Okay, I'm getting into it now." I was like, "Next yeah. episode, next." By okay. episode four or five, they drop the pretense that it's a Star Wars show because the weapons okay. that the rebels are carrying—they're okay. just AK-47s. <laughs> they are literally just AK-47s. They're—they're like, yeah, they're wow. not blasters. This is just like a, this is just a rebellion in Central America. We are not even right. calling this Star Wars anymore. We don't care. <laughs> 
Tony Gilroy has been on record saying, yeah, I don't like Star Wars, but wow. I actually but I do like these characters. So it's it's barely even a Star Wars show. That's it. This is a very different Star Wars show. But uh, let's get into That's the end now. It's good because it's different. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, the, 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 um, the Television Academy recognizes both shows for um, both Andor and Obi-Wan. Yeah. But um, so there's, uh, first of all, a few actors nominated for two different shows for Emmy work. And one is Pedro Pascal, uh, f- of course, for Last of Us. Well-deserved. Uh, Well-deserved. Lead actor. But also Didn't they get the most yes. nominations, Last of Us? Do you know, like 24 nominations or something like That's that? Something like that. Crazy amount. But he also oh. got nominated for Saturday Night Live for his guest hosting uh, appearance. <laughs> so I think that was well-deserved as well. He could not keep a straight face during that last sketch where <laughs> the table kept shaking. <laughs> he was great. Oh, I love I loved him as a host of Saturday Night Live. That was some good stuff. And Melly Linsky, speaking of Last of Us, also nominated for Last of Us and Yellow Jackets. How about that? There you go. That's pretty crazy. Quinta Brunson nominated for uh, Abbott Elementary and also, um, yes. Yeah, you're a fan of Al, uh, Abbott funny. Elementary? Yeah, it's cute. But also her guest appearance on Saturday Night Live nominated for that as well. She was really funny on that. Yeah. And then Mur- Murray Bartlett nominated for guest actor in um, The Last of Us again. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one because isn't Nick Offerman also nominated in the same category? Nick Offerman's Offerman. Yeah, why can't they just do them as a duo? Because you don't have one without the other. Like that episode, episode three, I cried like a bitch watching that third episode of The Last of Us. How do you get one the award and not the other? Like without either one, you don't have a show. I'm very curious how they're going to go with that, but also his performance in welcome to Chippendales. Mary Bartlett was also nominated for that as well. So, so, uh, that. yeah. So, um, let's go down the, the list of the, um, some of the nominees and your thoughts. Um, best drama series. You already mentioned Andor. better call Saul. Is this fine? This is the last chance. Better call Saul can win mm. the co- coveted Emmy. Can they do it? No, we also not with not the, not with the Last of Us as the competition. We have the Last of Us, we have the Crown, Succession. Ooh, man, that's whew, that that could be a that, tough. That, that's that's the competition is the Succession yep. versus Succession. Last of Us. And then but I would probably give it to the Last of Us because it's it was just such an epic achievement. So. But there's three more. We have the White Lotus. We have Yellow Jackets. Good. And last but not least, this could be the Dark Horse because they won the Golden Globe, House of the Dragon. So, ah, I feel I like a lot know. of people are soured on Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> I don't, dude, they pulled out the Golden Globe win, so I don't think I don't think they have much different competition in um, the Emmys than they did the Golden Globe. So I don't know, but uh, this we'll has, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Best actor in a drama series. Um, well, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. This is his final chance to win that coveted Emmy. We, we already mentioned um, Pedro Pascal from The Last of Us. Jeff Bridges from The Old Man. And three actors from Succession. Um, Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong. Interesting. And then we have Best Actress in a Drama Series. We already mentioned Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets. Let's see how she does against Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale, Sharon Horgan, Bad Sisters, Carrie Russell, The Diplomat, 
Sarah Snook's succession, or will it be, which will be a very interesting if she wins, Bella Ramsey, The Last of Us? Hmm. I, I, I really, I really see Last of Us kind of sweeping it. Wow. Because it was such a, it became, it became such a part of the cultural zeitgeist for the longest time. Yes. And it was such a to, to pull it to, to pull off a video game adaptation is be like, oh, look at this. This has been around for years and years and no one has tapped into this, you know, just to show like, oh, this is what we can do with this particular story and these characters. It's like I really don't see it, you know, failing in any category. They did it so brilliantly as well. Yeah. Oh, season two, I can guarantee right now is going to get a lot of hate. A lot of hate. If they go the, will they stick to? Well, because I sadly yeah, they've said they, they've said they're going to stick spoiled. to. They've stick. They're going to stick spoiled. to the plan, but they're going to split the story into two seasons. They okay, split the story yeah. into two seasons. Stay true to the source material. Yeah, which, which means Daddy you Pascal hear about is not going to be around for very long. <laughs> oh yeah, I know somebody spoiled it for me, but it's already too late. Yeah, so we'll if they still. I mean, they deviate, but ah, you said you're saying I, they're not. I never liked the second game very much. Okay. It's very grim and dark and mean spirited. I never liked the second yeah. game. Zod, you're not watching The Last of Us. I oh my God, it's I so have not good. seen it yet. Bro, so it's, it's so good. I you're just finished, you're not watching I The Last of Us. Just finished Ted Lasso last night. And oh, okay. nice. Yeah, God, that's so there great. you go. That's how behind I am when it comes to All television. Right. Let's throw out the. The best comedy series. Yeah, I'll skip the supporting actors and drama, but best comedy series. All right. So you mentioned Ted Lasso. Uh, we got mm-hmm. The Bear. Well, Jesse's the one Jesse's rooting for. Yeah, sure. That's going to win. Like, what, what the fuck else is there to compete? What, what <laughs> else? Abbott Elementary. Barry. Barry could be. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. Barry. Last season. Oh, my God. Barry. Jeez. That's another show. That last season kicked me in the dick, dude. Jesus. That That was a show that I really loved. I saw the first two seasons of it, and then I forgot about it for years. And I just they realized. Time. They took time to. Yeah. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have Jury Duty, which is kind of like the big surprise. Yeah. People are really surprised Jury Duty. Have you guys have you guys watched that? Is it worth the hype? Interesting because it does take some reality TV elements and and throw oh, it yeah. into a drama. Yeah. So it's it's still when I think, when I think Jury show. Duty, I think of either getting something something in the mail and then I have to go, or that shitty Pauly Shore movie. <laughs> I don't think of the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Is Righteous uh, Gemstones nominated? Righteous Gemstones not nominated for best. No, all oh, that's bullshit. Oh, no, hold, on. hold on, no, no, it's not. It didn't qualify because the the the, the newest season. Uh, no, it, it it wasn't in, within that period. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah it came right. out, they took two yeah. years to film because they they were because the Righteous Gemstones crew was off filming yeah. the third Halloween movie. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you have which sucks, but more. it's like I I do love that show. If you're not watching Righteous Gemstones, you really should be watching Righteous Gemstones. Love Gemstones. that. Love it's that a, show too. Oh, that's so good. Fantastic show. Fantastic Keith, is, show. Keith is the best gag. Keith, on that Baby show. Billy, Baby Billy, Baby Uncle Billy. Baby Billy. <laughs> Baby the, uh, what is, is it? The new great. season is uh the the Smutbusters where they break into the porn store I and mean, they they buy everything so that way they can just put them out of business. I mean, but then they which, get which they, doesn't help. <laughs> which doesn't help. Oh my god. 
It yes. does. Makes it worse. They're all a mess. Yeah, he came in the other day and you got all those butt plugs and vibrators. Yeah, it was great. He's saying this in front of all the kids' parents. And we it's like bring, they're just looking at Keith and being like, well, let's enjoy our hot dogs yeah. and ice cream. <laughs> we got to bring uh, James Dumont back. You know, he played the little dick guy, a friend of uh, <laughs> friend of uh, the guy that was on camera in the, in the first season. Uh, but it wasn't oh. his dick. It was not his dick. Uh, but the best oh. friend of of um yeah of Danny McBride's um gemstone mm-hmm. character. Um uh three more nominees uh for best comedy series includes Only Murders in the Building. The, the Marvel Another great show. Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. So this is their final chance to win um best comedy series if they do. And the, a surprising one, Netflix Wednesday. Will Jenna hmm. Ortega uh, and her show win best comedy series. Speaking of no. Jenna, the best comedy, uh, best actress in a comedy series includes Jenna Ortega, which is pretty amazing. I think she's fantastic, but will she upset the other four nominees, including Christina Applegate, dead to me, Rachel Brosnahan, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, again, her last chance to win that, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, and Natasha Leone, Pokerface. Uh no no Natasha Leon Poker Face. Not Natasha. See, I haven't seen it yet, but Natasha Leon is. It's brilliant. really good. It Poker Face is really good. It's, which, it's, which service? Which service is Poker Face on? Peacock. 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 That's why I've never seen it. Remember okay. the days of when you watch uh, like a murder mystery and it was a lot of one-off episodes? Yeah, it's like they. I remember yeah, reading nice. Natasha Leone was pretty much like uh, she was she was t- using Columbo as her like inspiration for that. Yeah, right. It, it's it's very it's a, a very it's very similar to um there's a book series by a novelist named Sue Grafton who has since passed away. Oh, those um, like A is M is for murder. Those the ones? alphabet series, the alphabet yeah. series. There's a character in that Kinsey Milhone. Um, she's kind of like just an ordinary person that just kind of like goes on random adventures, like little little like little one shot crime novels. They're like 200 pages each. You can yeah. blow through them in a day. It's pretty much murder she wrote. Yeah, it's murder she wrote. That's it. That's yeah. all it is. It's in, he uh, Ryan Johnson's even admitted. Yeah, it's just murder she wrote, but with a younger character. And that's yeah. fine. Like that's why that's why it works. Natasha Leone is is great as that character. So and she was great in Russian Doll. So I'm. I'm oh yeah, they do another that. season of that, or is that done? I think that's done. Yeah. You only got two seasons. That's kind of shocking. You only got two seasons. Yeah. Well, then again, you know, right. you know what I'm kind of bummed. I'm not hearing as an Emmy nominated show was Beef. What? Beef was really good. Oh yeah, I really yeah. like. I watched. Yeah, I liked uh, how, it. Hold on, that was Beef wild too. Was nominated for best limited or anthology series. Odd. Oh, okay. I oh, there it. you go. Yeah, so yeah. you were incorrect. You're incorrect. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that show is in the same category as Obi Wan Kenobi, best limited mm-hmm. anthology series. Fleischman is in trouble. That was Daisy great. Jo- Fleischman, Fleischman is in trouble. I haven't really? seen that yeah. one. Daisy Jones and the Six. I love some Riley Keough. She's a sweetheart. I got to meet her at the recent South by Southwest. And Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, best limited in our anthology series. Ooh, that's a tough one. I know Dahmer was very, very. I don't, I don't see that winning. I didn't mind. That was a heavy one. No. I think he could win actor, but maybe not the. The show itself. Yeah, I, I I could see him winning actor Evan Peters, but I don't see it the show itself winning because it got a lot of controversy because they didn't inform the victims of the families of the victims that they were doing that show. 
So there's yeah. a lot of like negative stigma surrounding that thing. And while I overall enjoyed the show, um, it's it's kind of in bad taste. And it, yeah, <laughs> forget the pun. Forget the pun. I think it's going to be B for Daisy Jones. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. Those were two were very very well acclaimed. Although I haven't seen neither of them yet. But again, this this the strike could be a positive thing. So now I can actually catch up on the shows that I need to watch. Well, you still <laughs> got to go to work. Yeah. You still got to make a living. Yeah, exactly. Best actor in a comedy series, Bill Hader, Barry, Martin Short, Only Murders in the Billing. Interestingly enough, so good. Um, Steve is not on that. Um, hmm. D. Martin is not on the Best Actor nominee. No, D. Martin, you mean Steve Martin? <laughs> D. Martin is dead. <laughs> Did I say Steve Martin? Uh, Steve Martin, sorry. Yeah. Um, is not nominated. Um, They're both great, but Martin Short's character is hysterical. That's that's why he's okay. Jason Siegel, Shrinking. Jason Sudeikis, that Ted Lasso, good. and of course Jesse's favorite, Jeremy Allen White for the Bear. Yeah. So. I, I I see it going to him. Yeah. Yeah. All I've right. Seen all That's, those shows. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's not, I'm kind I mean, of surprised that Harrison Ford wasn't nominated for Shrinking. Shrinking. Kind of, that, no, no, that was a big. That was it's considered a big snub. Yeah. Harrison well, he's, Ford, he's yeah. not really in the show very much. He's like here and there. Show. But it's like when he's there, he's there. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. he's playing the role that he should be playing, which is like the crotchety old man, just kind of like sick of everybody's bullshit. Yeah. It's like. That's the role he should be playing, not Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's like, you're yeah. too old, dude. You're too old. And um, two more categories, as I know people want to wrap up. Uh, best limited series or anthology series actress. Best actress. All right. Jessica Chastain, George and Tammy. Lizzie Kaplan, Fleischman's in Trouble. Dominique Fishback, Swarm. Catherine Hahn, Tiny Beautiful Things. Ali Wong Beef and Riley Keough, Daisy Jones in the Six. Interesting. Um, I don't know. As far as that one, I've heard really great things about Jessica Chastain's performance in George and Tammy. So I'm going to, that would be my prediction. And then lastly, best actor in, in a limited anthology series or movie, Karen Edgerton, Blackbird. Kumail Nanjani, Welcome to Chippendales. Daniel Radcliffe, Weird, the, the Al Yankovic story. So I guess this is qualified. I thought that was that was that was great too. That was yeah, great. it was it was it was pretty good. It was cute. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. Yeah, okay. it, it, when it says like the true story, bullshit. No, none yeah. of that was ha- none of that happened. <laughs> what you mean, Weird Al Yankovic didn't like uh, mow down a bunch of cartel members uh, in uh, Pablo Escobar's yeah. game? <laughs> it, it was it, it's based on it's like a it's like a um oh what's that it's a remember that film um Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a play on that like the biopic like how they're all kind of the same and it's like well why don't we just fuck with the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh-huh. let's totally just do that because like oh, none of that shit's true, none mm. of it's true. Like weird how like just kind of just became a popular musician and he just kind of worked his way up the ranks and he was a good guy all of his life. It's like that's not terribly interesting. So they invented all this stuff and just yeah. put it in and just populated dating with Madonna. Dating Madonna. He never really dated Madonna. Or whatever. No, he never <laughs> dated Madonna. Madonna did not become a murderer. <laughs> At right. least he does. None of, this is true. <laughs> None of it is bizarre. true. 
Yeah. And then, of course, uh, two more nominees in the Best Actor for Limited Series or TV Movie. Michael Shannon for George and Tammy and Stephen Yun for Beef. So, Zod, yes, Beef is recognized, buddy. Okay. You don't have any beef hmm. with the Emmys because Beef is being recognized. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I guess I just I, just, I, I should have waited till the end of the list before yeah. I made my isn't, statement. Isn't beef technically about like class war, like the upper versus the lower class kind of thing? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like a road rage situation, and then I saw it the is. trailer and I was like, yeah, it's like it's it starts well, out like that, but it becomes it, about I class mean, war. It, it goes it goes beyond that too. I yeah. mean, the class war is just one part of it. A lot of it is also these ideas about. Um, not being able to not being able to put aside personal pride, mm-hmm. uh, even even when you know that you're in the wrong, that's a uh, that's a big part of it. It's yeah. like this hubris and pridefulness that causes you to do these like reprehensible things. And yeah, yeah it's it was a great show. Great. Wow. Is, um, is everybody um, feeling the fatigue? Yes. That I could read more categories. I could wrap up. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. I mean, everything else is kind of like like best visual writing, effects. Writing, directing. Like, yeah, yeah, writing yeah. and directing. Shout out, though, to House of Cards' Bo Williman, who uh, I got to meet and attend one of his talks. Um, he was one of the writers on Andor, so... Um, I'm, I'm pulling for Andor, man. Let, let's get some wins oh, for Andor. Yeah. I will say that Disney did screw over the writers on that show with one big thing. They get, were going to get their first fuck into the star wars universe and they cut it out fault and great yeah yeah the moment when um there's a moment there's a moment when um uh what's her name andor's mother is uh or adopted mother is gonna is giving her speech in the middle of the town square and she says fuck the empire and they put in like a visual glitch to the um the the uh the hologram of her and it sh- they change it to fight the empire. Disney told them to change it to fight the empire and don't say fuck the empire. Wow. Mm. They almost yeah. got their first fuck into the Star Wars universe and Disney told them oh, to change. That would have been good. But then again, yeah, like I said, have they ever was... even has there been like a shit in the Star Wars universe or no. a... Or no. even a hell or a dam. There's yeah, hell yeah. and dam. They use those two, but they don't use anything else. Yeah. Which is infuriating because, like, like. Well, they have their own curse word, dank. Was yeah. it dank? Something like that, dank. The dank ferric. That dank ferric. Yeah. Yeah. Dank Which is why, is, like, like uh, with the uh, James Mangold was supposed to do the Boba Fett movie, which eventually became the Boba Fett TV show, and he wasn't involved in it. Mm-hmm. When he was pitching that, he wanted to do it R-rated because, hey, it's Boba Fett, it's a bounty hunter. Like, do it R-rated. Disney said no. Zack Snyder was pitching a Star Wars movie, and they and he wanted to do it R-rated. They said no. So we went over to Netflix and said, hey, I've got an idea for a Star Wars movie. And then he did Rebel Moon. He's doing Rebel Moon. And then they, By the way, I can't wait to see that. Uh, I'm actually kind of interested because it's supposed to be yeah. like it's it's just Star Wars for the adult audience because true. But I know yeah. you're a Zack Snyder critic like you've been critical of his past. This is where he belongs, not doing political <laughs> shit. And <laughs> this is where he belongs. OK. All right. Yeah, it's not right. political. It's just an action movie. And I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. And as we end BTB, um, just um, for those that are no, no longer with us, we do know what killed Lisa Marie Presley at the age of 54 in January. Apparently, she developed a bowel and 
obstruction caused by scar tissue that developed after previous bariatric surgery years ago, and that caused the heart attack. Um, it's, it's a shame yeah. that, that that's what happened. Um, bad luck. Ugh. Yeah. And apparently a toxicology report has yet to be released. If there's also mm. drugs in the system, we don't know. Um, this week we lost one particular high profile name and not too many others. Um, actor, singer, and a fashion icon, Jane Birkin. And uh, if you know Birkin bags, mm. I know you know Birkin bags because you're all about those fancy bags, right? <laughs> sure. Apparently they were designed based on her, you know? Mm. The Hermes had a uh, a line of what they call Birkin Hermes. Bags. Yeah, Hermes. Is, that her, is it Hermes or, or it's Hermes? Hermes. Hermes. It's <laughs> French. Jeez. Um, but sadly, she passed away at the age of seventy six. Oh. Um, and um, Robert Lieberman, who directed films including Fire in the Sky, D Three Mighty Ducks, episodes of X Files, Dexter, and Criminal Minds, sadly passed away at the age of seventy. From a long batter of cancer. Um, with Death We Celebrate Life, um, life events that is, Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello are getting a divorce mm-hmm. after seven years of marriage. Jeez, I didn't see that happening. God damn. I, didn't, I yeah. know, right? That's really surprising. Ariana Grande and her husband Dalton Gomez are separated. Oh, she was recently seen without her wedding ring. So, um, interesting. Is Matt Damon getting divorced from his wife, too? <laughs> So Matt Damon is not because they went to couples therapy and Matt actually said that he that during the couples therapy he would take a break from acting. He said the only thing that would um cause him to leave his hiatus from acting to work on their marriage is a call from Christopher Nolan. <laughs> so he's getting divorced in the future then. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's why he did Oppenheimer because that was like the one caveat in taking a break from acting to work on his marriage. Yeah, you can't have a caveat in your marriage. <laughs> they, they, well, they were actually, you know, going through marriage there, you know, therapy and counseling. You know, Jesus Christ. Um, former party girl Lindsay Lohan is officially mom uh, with husband Bader Shamas. So uh, congratulations <laughs> to Lindsay and Carly Kloss and Joshua Kushner have welcomed their second child. And celebrating a birthday today, director Paul Verhoeven, um, legendary director, is 85. Yes. Yes. Keep actor going, J- man. Yes. Actor James Brolin is 83. That's the father of Josh Brolin. Jeez, he's, I thought I he know. passed away. <laughs> now he's still around. Wow. Is he retired? He's retired, yeah. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. Elizabeth McGovern from Downton Abbey 62. Talk show host Wendy Williams is 59. Your favorite, Jesse, Vin Diesel, is 56 today. God, go away, dude. Wow, 56. Um, You're not young anymore. It's not about family anymore. Now it's about the retirement home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actor Elsa Pataki is 47. Actress Kristen Bell, I can't believe she's already 43. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mike. Actor Michael Hussman is 42. Singer Ryan Cabrera is 41. Priyanka Chopper Jones is 41. And Chase Crawford from Gossip Girl. And he's the deep, right? And uh, the boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one thing about the fourth season is that uh, it was supposed to be the last time that he was going to play the deep. Oh, really? 
Yeah, they. Uh, I'm guessing they're either killing him off or they're he's leaving the show or something like that. Spoiler alert! But happy birthday, nonetheless. He is 38 yeah. today. Happy birthday, well, Chase. Well, the, the, the character in the comic, he, he's. I think he gets killed in like the first arc. So oh, it's like, oh wow! So okay, like so they they are so off book at this point that that's it's like the thing. not even the same thing. Last of Us yeah. is gonna stay to the book. Yes, and then the, the boys the is gonna. Boys yep. is gonna go completely different. Uh, boys, well, you have to. The yeah. boys diverged, like you know, in the first episode. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, yeah. Because it's it's the book is very post nine eleven, whereas the yeah. show is very modern day. Like it, yeah. the, it's the, more. I it's tried, more Trump, I, Trump's America. Trump's America is what yeah. the uh, was more was more based on, and. Yeah. Yeah, because like the very first episode in in the first issue when Starlight gets like you know she gets raped by like by three of the members of the of the team. Yeah. Wow. In the That's in the funny. in the comic, and obviously yeah. it was just the deep like sexually harassing her. Yeah. Right. They toned it down from what's in yeah. the comic because I tried reading the yeah. comics again recently and I could not finish them. Wow. Mm. Well, guys, I guess um. Unless you guys want to keep talking more, we can wrap up the show. I'm good. To Let's wrap, wrap it up. All right. Any uh, last minute plugs before we, uh, I know Zod always has improv shows. Jesse, you have five podcasts. Um, <laughs> Morgan, you always da- uh, promoting your social media. What, what, anything uh, you want to throw out before we wrap up? Just I got stay something. Yeah. You got yeah. something. Zod. Go ahead, Zod. Yeah, our next, um, our full transparency's next show is well, this is like a last minute edition, so I can't imagine anyone listening to this podcast would be able to get to it in time. But it's on. It's <laughs> it's, good, it's, good it's it's this Thursday, <laughs> so Thursday. No, it's not gonna be in time. No, I can yeah, assure you. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then we're, we uh, we're gonna be part of the uh, the Baltimore Improv Festival. On, nice. When's that? on August 5th. Okay. August 5th. Whatever that Sunday is, either the 5th okay. or the 6th. And uh, at 5 p.m. at the Baltimore Improv Group Theater in yes. uh, downtown Baltimore. And you should see us because <clears throat> we're kind of cool and we're kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love tuning in. Uh, we love checking you out, uh, General Zod. Um, improv King. Yes, I'm quite the improv sensation in the short time you've been doing the training. <laughs> uh, Jesse uh, Fresco, of course, you have uh, Film Rescue, Split the Difference, and you have three more, don't you? Uh, we have Mind Brain Movies, where we take a psychological look at films. That's off season at the moment. To Whatever's Way Up, we just put out an episode on a little film called uh, Little Murders. It was an Alan Arkin directed movie from the 70s, uh, the late Alan Arkin who just passed away. Um, oh, yeah. We also Jeez. talked a bit about the strike and uh, film history and that studios are moving away from physical media, which really bothers me because it basically means that films are disappearing into the ether and you can't find them anymore. Um, it's true. Which is yeah. which is curious because it was supposed to be the, the opposite was supposed to happen as things got more and more digitized. Yeah. And um, but yeah. if you put things on physical media, that means you have to pay actors residuals for every sale that you get. And it means that if, the, if you take it off streaming yeah. and take it have no physical media, you don't have to pay them anything. So, yay, you save some money. It's like it's it's a sleazy fucking scheme. It, it is. It's, 
this is I I'm on the verge of, of thinking that the entire Hollywood film industry is a money laundering situation. It, it is so yeah. sleazy at this point. I'm so over, I'm so on the verge of just throwing my union card at my union leaders and being like, "Fuck you, I quit." Wow. I'm so on the verge of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people have people have been people have been lamenting how corrupt and money hungry the Hollywood has been since what, like the 19th since talkies (laughs) were were introduced. I mean, people have been greedy since the beginning of time. It's just that there used to be regulations in the way to stop getting bad, and then Reagan got into power and pulled all that shit away. New media and AI. That's what we got to figure out. Well, guys, it's been an incredible show from top to bottom. We'd like to thank, of course, yeah. our amazing guest, Peter Macon from the Orville. Yeah, wow. that, upcoming- that was one of one of the most fun Great. interviews I think we've had in a oh long time. Oh, my God. And Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Make sure you check that out next year, of course. Um, well, And Peter said he'll come back to promote that movie. So hopefully movies will be fully and promotions back by then. Um, the amazing panel, your grace, Morgan, fabulous. Yeah. So good to be here. Glad to see you in Barbie mode. General Zod, are we doing, uh, some, uh, some movie viewing? We got uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie coming up. So yeah, <laughs> I'd love to do Barbenheimer. I think that would be, uh, <laughs> there are actual posters you can buy that <laughs> are Barbenheimer right now. That's, but that's, that, that's also, People, like, that's also yeah. like, Six hours in a theater, and I'm not sure I, I can deal with that. <laughs> the atomic bomb and the blonde bombshell. Yep. Yeah. It's my favorite, Margot Robbie. And of course, we'll, Jesse. We'll, we'll talk more about Oppenheimer, I think, um, off uh, you know, off the show, because I do want to see it this weekend. Yes, and then we can talk about it for next week's show. We'll have two more shows before my well-deserved um, hiatus, and that will be our summer season finale and then we'll take um several weeks off i think maybe two possibly three weeks off before we come back uh, which is much much needed in my case and um it's not gonna be much to talk about because the strike's still gonna be going dude yeah. <laughs> there you go it's not gonna be much to talk about exactly you know it might be fun it might be fun digging up some older stuff to talk about though you know yeah. like like uh, like Jesse, you were saying, um, one of your podcasts, you're talking about an Alan Arkin movie from the 70s. It might be yeah. fun to like pick a movie and like we'll, uh, you know, pick some random movie from like the uh, some some part of Hollywood yore and uh, well, you did talk dive. about Superman three. Yeah, could dig deeper into that one. That's not actually a bad idea. Kind of like a classic movie cut. Yeah, know? classic movie corner on BTV. We'll have to think about. <laughs> For sure. All right. And of course, yeah, thank you so much, panel. Morgan, Zod, Jesse, our special thank guest, Peter you. Macon. And we're closing out tonight's show with an amazing interview. The final interview that I conducted at Awesome Con 2023 with, oh man, I can't believe we got her. Doctor Who star Yaz. I'm sorry, Doctor, Sh- Doctor Who star Mandeep Gill, who plays the companion Yaz to talk to her um and then starting next week um general zod we're gonna play some interviews from shore leave yes uh, we're gonna be playing uh some interviews for the next two shows we're gonna throw up all the all those throw out all those interviews and then we'll be taking our nice nice summer break so 
Thank you so much from top to bottom, guys. Here is the one and only interview that I conducted with Mandy Gill from Doctor Who, guys. We will see you guys next week for the penultimate show before our summer break. Uh, we'll see you then. Okay, we're here with Mandip Gill, one of the companions of Doctor Who Three Seasons with Jodie Whittaker. Is this your first awesome con? Yes, my first awesome con, my first time in Washington as well. This is your first time in Washington? What do you think so far? Well, actually, I've only been in the hotel because we got in at like 12 o'clock last night. But I did look out of the window. The weather looks amazing. And I've made me and Jodie are getting up early tomorrow and we're going to have a little wander around the streets. Nice. See some of the Washington monuments, like the famous Lincoln or the Washington or the Capitol. What are are you thinking? The White House, get a coffee, anything really we can see in the first two hours of the day before we come back to Comic-Con. Yes. Now, uh, out of the three seasons, what's been your absolute best highlight working on Doctor Who? Um... It will probably... No, I love them all, but mm-hmm. if I have to say one, I don't know. I was going to say the first series because of working with Brad and, and Tossin, but then the third series when John came was amazing, but I think maybe the first series because it was the first series. It was all new. It was so exciting. Mm-hmm. I just made the best friends in Jodie, Tossin, Brad, but also the crew. Yes. And also um, the storylines were great, but... Some of my favourite storylines were happening, I'd say. We went to South Africa. I think yes. it was just packed with everything. But actually, it's genuinely difficult to say because the second and the third were just as good. To me, they all just yeah. blend into one of being amazing. Now, do you think your character of Yaz will ever come back at some point? I mean, literally, it's Doctor Who. Never say never. Look what's happening with David. I, If the story was right and I ever got that call, then I, like, I would never... Never say no. It was. Yeah. I've, I've said this all day. Like Doctor Who is literally the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, right. With all these fans it's, coming to see you, right? We're so lucky. Like yeah. it's you really got hard. Funko Pops. You got action got figures. Funko Pop. oh, you don't have Funko Pop yet? No. What? So I'm trying to create oh a petition. Gosh. Yes. To get Funko Pop to create a little Yaz just because yes. just because I want it for okay. no other reason that I just want a oh little me. Oh my gosh, that's got, a big omission, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys can do it. But well, you know, I've got figurines. Is yes. comic book. It, we, we're so spoiled like there's yes. very few shows that you can do that yes. just make all this like the fan art is amazing like yes. all these things that come with this show and yeah I just I was going to work having the time of my life mm-hmm. just I'm so grateful for everything that he's brought so that Awesome Con's all about fandoms what is one fandom you'd love to work on that you haven't worked on yet one show any fandom Star Wars DC Marvel Star Trek. Listen, how can you choose between all them? No, but actually, genuinely, like, that is such a big question because I would love to be a part of any of those. So long as there's realism in the storylines, then I would love... A little realism in the story. Yes, then I would absolutely love to be a part of any of those uh, fandoms. Nice. And you're a part of the series on Apple TV, Suspicion. How's your experience on that? It was, um, I did a different accent, so it was super tough. I had, it was, it was, it was London, and I'm from oh, my accent, and I'm yeah. not from London, so it, right, right, right. it does feel like worlds away from my accent. It was super hard, but also the cast were amazing. But we actually started that before lockdown. Then we had lockdown, and we had to finish it thereafter. Uh, so the job felt much, much longer. I had to keep my hair long. I had to try and look exactly the same. Yeah. It was actually one of the most difficult jobs I've done. 
because of the accent change, but also probably one of the most rewarding because then I was like, oh, it felt like I was getting to change characters. I also was working with um, Kunal, who's an amazing actor, who was oh, changing his accent. So yeah. there was a lot of pressure there because he was doing such a fantastic job. And uh, anything that you want to promote that's coming up that you can talk about yet? I don't know if I can talk about it, but I've actually just been something. talking about it. You know, do you know what? I just like no one's told me I can't talk about it. Okay. I was part of like um, just finished a rom com. Um, oh wow! Um, it's based on a book called uh, This Time Next Year, and it's a it's a really lovely rom com. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Just really nice, easy going. I'm not sure where it sits, but I've also not been told to talk, not talk about it. So, well, there you go. We can't wait to see you. Thank you so More much. More of right? Thank you so much for talking with us Below the Belt Show. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. All right. From across the pond to Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.